stuff. Yeah, I grew well, up watching those. I forgot that there's a second one with Jason Bateman. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I've never seen that one. I have. So now you can nerd gatekeep me. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not a real Team Wolf fan unless you've seen that. No, it's like, I grew up watching those, and so, like, the the... The dynamic. Oh, pause. What? Hey, everybody, here's the context. This is the Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. That's Bill. This is Foley. We just watched the trailer for Teen Wolf Season I 6. Now, it's my fun to have a real intro to the podcast. <laughs> Are we not going to talk about Teen Wolf? You want to talk right now? Go right no, into I just want to listen to this song. <laughs> We're doing a podcast. Oh, is this the song she dances to in the movie? Of course it is. I it's All right. been two weeks for me, so I almost kind of forgot. Here, here, we'll just start with this. Ask us how many times Foley has seen Ghostbusters. How many times? What? Really? More than once? How many times have you seen Ghostbusters? What the shit? Why'd your door just slowly <laughs> open the door to Bill's basement? <laughs> I just heard! And like, I heard there's- How many times? Even the I've, ghosts I've, in my basement are gay for Kate McKinnon. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it three times. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys go? So I know you guys went on vacation. Did you just yeah, like we went alone in a cabin and we, just keep on going back into town? To we the uh, we went on vacation last week. We went to the beach uh, and uh, we last Saturday we decided to go to a sleepy seaside movie theater to go see Ghostbusters for a matinee, which was like the smartest thing. It was so ever. much fun. I'm assuming it was relatively empty. It was packed. It was really? packed to the gills. Just because not because it's Ghostbusters, because it's a sleepy two, seaside matinee. Two showings I've been to actually uh, they were both packed. How the, was last night? Last night was pretty packed because we yeah this Saturday. Oh, so saw it here in town too then. yeah okay i saw it two times fully seen it three now yeah um uh yeah when we went to go see it the seaside the audience was packed when we went to go see it on it was like fucking tuesday evening yeah. just imagine seaside packed. everyone's like a no, fisherman it was tuesday during the day <laughs> it was, it was yeah. a matinee on tuesday i saw an opening night to a theater that was uh only one third like it was it was it was not empty but it was not yeah, no. yeah. every showing we've been to has been packed it's yeah. crazy the words got out it was actually okay. it was actually super sweet because when I, I took my friend Colum to go see it um, uh, last night and because uh, then she can understand what I was geeking out about uh-huh. um, and what was really sweet, Kelly, Kelly and I go sit down and um, I swear to Christ like we were surrounded by. Um, Lesbian couples. <laughs> well, that's which, what I, was, which I, was gonna, I don't care because, like, was man, that the screening here last night? That was the screening here yeah. last night. It was the cutest. Big shocker, so Portland cute. lesbian screening of oh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, I that was that was. I have never felt happier watching something and felt more catered to. Yeah, more like more like I am being given what I what I've always wanted. Like I get. Four enormously talented, smart, hilarious ladies on yeah. screen doing badass stuff, and and yeah, I was like, we had a great time. I we laughed. I laughed so hard and so loud the first screening. Fully, I went to the bathroom afterwards and fully talked to a, an old couple who came up and asked fully, they're like, so we have a bet going. Did you guys just really think it was funny, or are you very high? Yeah, yeah. No, I like to laugh. I'm really glad I didn't hear that. Well, especially with Annie in the theater. Annie's yeah. a loud laugher. So uh, we had to, like, we had to be down joke in the in front. The movie, I laughed, snorted What's so the hard. What's joke? That's not the second joke wow. in the movie, my dude. I'm talking about when uh, when you're getting the tour of the Aldridge Manor. Oh, the anti like, Irish security fence. Anti Irish security fence. Like, well, being out that of we're nowhere. Well, see, I thought like that, that was the first joke, and then the second joke is the queef joke. The second joke is technically. I mean, uh, technically, the queef if you joke want, happens like, like 15 minutes into the movie. That's yeah. because that's it. there's a while between like there's this the scary opening with an Irish joke, uh-huh. and then it goes back to being scary, uh-huh. and then it's uh, like Kirsten Wig being. Well, I guess it's a joke that like she's like 
pretending to give a speech to an empty, you know, uh-huh. auditorium and stuff. Uh-huh. But... Anyway, Bill's Bill's opinion is made clear in that one statement. Yep. I straight up believe that if this movie is not nominated for best costume design and does not win for best costume, costume design, design? Mm-hmm. fucking costuming was on point. Yeah. Details abound, so nicely tailored. Everything from just Joe Schmo background dude in a suit mm-hmm. to like little details like the Ghostbusters jumpsuits were like a fine they had that really nice herringbone. Hound, yeah, herringbone texture to uh, them. Yeah. And like just really And then and then you thoughtful. go you go you go you flash forward to when Kevin comes back and he wants he, he wants to be a Ghostbuster yeah. and he has gotten the shittiest like cotton like cotton like, Oh, not even made out of the same he has put orange tape on yeah and the tape is falling off and so it's just hunky chris hemsworth and like like the shittiest like excuse for a costume the attention to detail on the costuming is actually my favorite part of it's really good it's really good character representative yeah it was it was just like so heightened reality and cartoonish but in the right kind of way and the textures were so smart and the patterns were so smart Mm -hmm. and cartoon like it added to the unreality of the world in a way you might you might you you might not have the, the minute that you see Andy Garcia as the mayor. Man, his suit his is impeccable. His suit is fucking off that the That was chain. one of the most finely tailored suits that I've I've seen ever Hannibal. seen. Seriously. Yeah. And like little shit like fucking, um, uh, what's his butt? Uh, fucking, uh, fucking Bill, Bill Murray. Bill Murray's suit yeah. is like so like dialed in and designed with his fucking pins. Like it's just like such deft little his shitty his, his his shitty dumb glasses god. that are like purple on the front and wood on the sides. I didn't even and you're like, that, yeah. Oh my god, he look and he look, like they all were having a lot of fun. And then like the the casual costumes of the Ghostbusters were all normal clothes like they were less heightened in that they were things that you believe that a person could buy with their budgets but they were so smartly combined to build visual texture and cadence Mm -hmm. that i i honestly could just talk about the costumes in this movie there there is a part and and uh, kate mckinnon's t-shirts are pretty pretty adorable and there is one that um that i noticed last night is um that's uh it's in script and it's like on a on a teal shirt it says just one of the boys yeah yeah. is 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 what one of the ones she's wearing when they're talking about like the ley lines and stuff like oh, yeah. that and I'm like oh that's cute I really want my friend Beat is a Dan to see this movie because they love costuming like they, they love character definition through costuming yeah. and that is I thought I thought that was straight up the best part of this movie what does um, uh, Melissa McCarthy even wear she wears um, she has a lot of she has a lot of really awesome like oversized like yeah. army jackets yeah and, yeah. Like, and, and like tunic shirts mm-hmm. which not to put to find a point it, it, on it is like when you are a woman of size mm-hmm. and you go to woman of size stores it's kind of the nice stuff that's available oh, okay. to women yeah. of size yeah. right now i know so, patty for her first hat bunch of scenes she's still in her mta outfit yeah but she but she which she, she, she looks that, great like in. the way it's tailored and like her accessories and the way her hair is styled is just really thoughtfully done the first time the first time that she shows up kind of in her street clothes and uh-huh. not in her uniform yeah when she's wearing that that yeah. fucking skirt yeah, yeah. the she skirt was yeah phenomenal and i'm like oh, leslie, leslie jones is a big lady yeah. Like she's she's tall, she's thick. It well, was, did you hear she had problems trying to get a costume designer to design her dress for the Ghostbusters premiere? Everyone yeah. turned her down, and a fan made her goddamn costume because oh, really? the costume designers didn't want to like design yeah. anything for her frame. It yeah. was just like oh, it's shit. it's almost like people are mean. I know. people of <laughs> size, Bill. 
Yeah, I mean, Melissa McCarthy, there's a reason why Melissa McCarthy started her own fucking clothing line. Oh, she did? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at too much clothes from it, because it seems like it's not quite for me. But it's so weird she spends most of this movie in a potato sack, literally. It's strange, isn't it? But but it's it's, it's not, because it's very, it's it's, it's very Abby. Like, it's very that character, because she doesn't give a fuck about how she looks. She only cares about... She always dresses comfortably. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't look bad, um, she just always looks comfortable. The umpire gear and shit that they put her into. Yeah. when she's testing the, the, the latest proton pack yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that when she ends up like bouncing around like, like a, a like pinball, a, like a pinball yeah. yeah. and it, it's, it's just great because it's oh it's so terrible a lot of times you'll have a movie oh, that's like a dippy comedy or something and I feel like the costume designers or even like in an action movie I feel like the costume designers don't always get the note of like the tone mm-hmm. or they haven't been given that direction like we watched fucking uh uh fucking uh, the huntsman sequel oh, Snow White the huntsman sequel and the costuming was fine it was serviceable but it wasn't quite in march the, I, i'd say the whole di- art direction of that wasn't quite in march to what the movie sh- was in a perfect world trying to aim towards mm-hmm. but it was so pleasurable to watch a movie that was a dippy comedy that um, didn't take it too serious, self too seriously. That was in this like weird alternate universe, and the costume designers were totally on par with that. They're like, okay, we're gonna have weird glowing aliens or uh, like weird glowing ghosts. Sure, okay, then we'll do these sorts of textures and these sorts of patterns and colors because they'll look great in that context, <laughs> and like make the characters seem even more extreme characters than their characters even are. Yeah. So I was just really. What fucking... do you guys think about the storytelling and the, like the structure of the movie and the the, the whole kind of improvisational kind of like I think that that's that's on, I think that's on par with that's on I have par a lot of what, issues with how that movie was made sure. but like sure. I don't know if you guys cared about that stuff at I all. don't because it's a okay. type of comedy that I like okay yeah. because it's because it's one they, I don't they, they I pulled you. they pulled and I'm trying to remember because you're not you're not a huge Parks and Rec fan I know I mean oh I like Parks you're, and you're Rec drunk. but that's, that's way more structured than this is it's not it's real not it's from being well, a person, they have to from being a person a, who's watched that all of Parks and Rec over and over and over again. Parks and Rec is very freeform because you have smart fucking people. It's not really freeform because it's got to fit into a 22 minute time frame. I understand that, but they let them go and go and go and do different bits yeah. until they land on something that works. Like yeah. the blooper reels for that stuff and all of the extra footage from that stuff. There's shit that is hilarious that they never use. There's stuff that's written that never gets used. And, but I'm just saying it's, it's more disciplined than the stuff in this movie because this movie it's a little bit too. I well anyway, I, 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 I it's pull, very easy to rain on this parade. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, pull back. And, I'm I'm I feel like this movie like as soon as I got it, I'm like okay, it is not the original. Yeah, the, well, I'm not, not even worried about that. It's just even a modern day 2016 with I think this movie could have been put together, bolted together better. Because especially with the talent they had, yeah. they they had some great building blocks. Like sure. not nothing on even the ladies in the movie or anything. Oh like no, that. no, no, no. I, I have I, more issues with Paul Feig and editing and the oh, structure. I, and the, I can understand actually, that. The basic script of the movie is very. I can janky. understand that. Yeah. I and my thing is that I expect. Maybe it's just that I'm so disappointed that I feel like that's kind of the standard of action movies in 2015. Yeah. That the plots are so paper thin and have been so revised and edited with an inch of their lives and they're charmless throughout. I just like, I, I, I'm a sucker for a type of movie that I call D&D movies where you just have a compelling party yeah. that are these different archetypes that bounce off each other and go from encounter to encounter and mm-hmm. who cares about the connective tissue because it's just fun. Yeah. And I felt like this was a good example of a D&D movie where it's like you're not gonna it's not the sort of thing that's designed to be like you know 
like it's it's more about the people in the moment and the charm than it is yeah. about anything. I've else. spent I've spent the last year battling intense depression. Yeah, and the fact that I can. I can edit clown music over this. <laughs> it's totally no, fine. No, I mean the fact that I can that I can go somewhere and sit down and watch something like this that actually makes me happy. Yeah, and that is way it's more like important than any me going. Yeah, yeah fussy I mean, stuff. Then, like this, yeah. then I then it's it's just it's 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 wanting two different things. Yeah. from a thing, it's like mm-hmm. being able to, you know, experience joy from something. Yeah, yeah. and be really proud and happy that like that's like these are. The ladies that are up there doing it are people that I really, really super respect. And, uh, and for people listening at home who can't tell, Aunt Foley's just furious right now, boiling <laughs> with rage that she's so choked up. Real angry. Just, oh, she's like got a knife and she's cutting up this whole thing doll. Yeah. <laughs> but no, just like just yeah. just being able to being able to see people like Kate McKinnon yeah. and and just have her be like a total fucking goofball. And Melissa McCarthy is so it's so awesome that. Like this is a woman who, per film, in in history, like in the history of her career, commands about a hundred and ninety thousand between a hundred and seventy sorry between a hundred and seventy million and a hundred and ninety million for her films. Yeah. Like that's what people will go see. People, and and she's she's a woman of size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's badass. Yeah. And it's like enormous. She's not some skinny twig lady she's like and and she's a fucking powerhouse and she's hilarious and she's smart and 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 you buy that every single one of them is is a smart dedicated Mm -hmm. you know that's that's the that's the part that i that's the part that i really liked Mm -hmm. especially after having just seen uh the the fucking before but now with more context the fucking huntsman movie i just hated fully the ghost from our past book yeah the the fucking huntsman movie which has like it has a really good cast of these ladies who should be having dorky fun and it's just so humorless. Oh, it's so bad. How many women are and in the husband watchable? You have uh, Charlie Theron, Emily Blunt, Emily Blunt, and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, if Bill, there's a fantasy adventure movie with Emily Blunt. Jessica Chastain and Charlie Theron. Oh, that's right, because she's like the evil winter or whatever. She's like the counterpart. And it is, it is almost unwatchable. <laughs> you know what's insult well, to injury? Is- I got my first ever copyright infringement notice for downloading that movie. Comcast was like, "Hey, buddy, did you not use you like a mask, like VIP?" VIP I'm not. VIP? I wasn't smart about it. That's you the first time I've torrented anything. Did in you hear years. Kickass Torrance got taken down? Because I don't even know what Kickass Torrance is. Kickass Torrance is like right after the pirate made like the biggest like torrenting mm-hmm. site on yeah. the internet. It's one I've I've checked out once or twice. <laughs> The founder of the site created own Facebook fan page for himself to be like, oh, <laughs> but he can't, because he was just on Facebook, like, Facebook just handed over his IP address. Yeah, of course like, they did. This yeah. is the guy, wait, he's just like, and so, like, they came and st- Kick-Ass Torrance is now gone because he was, I don't know, wait, wait. Thing. that's neither here anyway, nor But this is the thing, so, it's the so thing easy is- for me to throw anyone to throw rocks at this movie, but ideally, this, there should be more movies like this where exactly. it's, it's just, it's, it's women making a movie that you can debate whether the quality of whatever, but like, there just needs to be more of these. It's yeah. it's yeah. it's it's yeah. regardless of because uh, the, there's not enough of these. In the same, yeah. in the same, that's yeah. In the same way that like I want, I want more of this. I want a John Wick movie that has a, a that has like fucking Zoe Bell or you know Gina Carano as yeah. its lead. Like that, just all the things. I think Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy has uh, been on camera of saying things. He's been asked about something, and he just says just. 
take in his very Tom Hardy way, just intensely looking at the interviewer going, take these stories, get rid of three quarters of the men, make them women and go. He's like, it doesn't, this doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be dudes. It's a movie. Mm -hmm. Like just fucking make movies with women in them. I don't get it. Mm Like to just to ha- be able to go see a movie there where most there's mostly women on the camera and have a good time yeah. is just such and I even I even fucking uncommon. Well, I dug the fact I even dug the fact that the mayor's assistant who is a woman that she was my they other covered they covered some really neat stuff yeah. of like women shitting on women yeah yeah you know and like they're sad they're lonely nerds you yeah. know and like like that that sort of like socially acceptable lady all buttoned up and stuff like that who who goes and craps on other people yeah and 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 it's that's awesome this movie from my perspective is mm-hmm. worth existing uh-huh. i don't want to talk into too much like the internet's reaction to this movie yeah. and stuff too much but just for people getting for all the dudes getting upset like that's an unfair representation <laughs> of men about how stupid kevin is like yeah we're not really like that and they were so close to understanding what it's been yeah. what uh-huh. women felt like for all this time that yeah. they have no sense of irony about how like yeah well, fuck women fuck feminism but we think that's a misrepresentation like, yeah. okay like, oh, yeah because you this can is... tell some of them are at least trying to co-opt the language of feminism to like yeah. make an argument yeah but realize that well like, yeah no actually what you're saying is like that's whatever like oh, yeah. so so out of out of so close to a moment of self-realization yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah out of an actual review my biggest gripe every man in this movie is portrayed <laughs> as an incompetent as as incompetent a creep or dumb <laughs> I can feel the the, face. there is not a single male uh, character that a young boy could look up to God. yet another disturbing trend in today's culture where people feel the need to make men look bad in order to elevate women you know it's possible to show strong independent women without having to put men down this while well, I went to go see Star Trek Beyond yesterday and almost every trailer before that movie was about some tortured white guy in his mid 30s uh-huh. being chased by the CIA and being like so yeah. like the world yeah. trying to save the world while yeah. like the, like the super persecuted white guy yeah like male fantasy like but doing kung fu and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like his wife has been killed and all this stuff it's like totally like what are the quality ghost watch yeah that's what i'm saying whatever the film i had a good tender in that film i'm mm-hmm. glad you dug it so much you saw yeah. it through. are you gonna see it again one more time before at least probably okay probably yeah i know because I mean, it's gonna... only been out for two weeks and you've seen it three times i'm you gonna got... buy it i'm gonna buy it the minute it becomes available it's gonna become my new lion king i'm gonna come <laughs> home from school every day and watch it that's right dude i'm curious to see you break the tape. W- like what kind of deleted scenes and stuff on there i too, am super they, curious paul fee came out and said there's a four hour cut of that movie so i'm kind of curious well you can I'll tell the it. ending there's the yeah, ending kind of jumps around yeah. enough where you're like yeah. well they had the whole dancing which they yeah, just threw in the clearly, credits you're like obviously this yeah so yeah, the, 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 fully, it's okay. You can just you, you can tell us the real reason why you like this so much is because now there's a girl slimer. <laughs> was what? that from the '80s cartoon? No, that was just they like just some made kind a girl slimer. They just great. randomly. I, I presume that was from the cartoon. Which of course that's got people like, okay, well, th- th- do people have to commit specific sins in life to become a slimer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, gluttonous. That's like female. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, the, um, the one thing that it made me want more more than anything because I do remember, like, I grew up. I watched the Ghostbusters movie. That's why it was really great. Like every cameo that's in it. Yeah. Every fucking cameo that's in it. The first time you see Harold. Rain, Amy's 
you know, bust outside of her office. And I'm just like, oh shit, they're gonna do that. That well, that was actually my least favorite part of the movie is uh, like some of the like all the cameo drops, but they kept on like kept on happening so often. Not even cameo drops, Mm -hmm. but the references to the old film was like, stop it, guys! Like I'm into your own film. You don't have to Mm -hmm. keep on appeasing me by like like Annie Potts only showing up and like for no Mm -hmm. like I mean I love Annie Potts. Actually, the the two worst cameos in the movie were the two kind of most fundamental ones with Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd were the worst like the most especially Dan Aykroyd. It took me it took me it took me about three minutes to remember. Remember that that was Dan Eckrick? So I'm like, yeah. oh, girl, you don't look good. And he shows up in a scene that, like, it's just a random cab driver, like, God. yelling Kirsten Wig for no reason. It is not fair that Ernie Hudson looks so good. I know. Oh, I love Ernie Hudson shows up. He's like, yeah, I'm, I look I mean, just as good as I did 35 Ernie years Ernie ago. Hudson, Ernie Hudson yeah. looks better. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's 70, ripped now. He's 70 something years old. Is he oh. seven? Wait, no, yes. no, no, yes. no. What? He is hot as balls. Well, you heard that, uh, uh, who's the lady who he dated on the show? Wait, she's getting ripped you, now too. She like Lily Tomlin. Yeah, she she, she uh, on Frankie and Grace. T-shirt. Yeah, she's all like she's like all, yeah. She well, got like awesome. she got forty four inch biceps. That's Bill's good. Making yeah, <laughs> good. Just making a Tomlin very funny joke. No, 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 she's just eating nothing but yams. <laughs> yams, yeah. and, and more specifically, more specifically, they're Ernie Hudson's yams. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's he's wait, nineteen forty five. He's that's seventy one. That's me. I'm no math. You know, math bad. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, He's no, but like 70s, right? Bill Murray, I thought like I thought they were at least gonna, if they were gonna kill him off. I thought they was at least gonna come back as a ghost like that. <laughs> oh, that would have been they, that would have been pretty funny. I, they should have put him in the car with a silver. But whatever. Anyway, Who I'm knows? glad you guys had a good fucking time, regardless of all the shit aside. What it what it makes me want the most from under from from having seen the the old movies and like and having seen the animated series and having all that stuff. I would love. An uh, uh, an animated uh, um, Ghostbusters, the, the girls when they're young, like the just making them meet when they're when they're yeah. when they're teens, and then going around and fucking stuff up and going around taking their parents' station wagon and going. <sighs> I, I would take that. Yeah. I would also take Shannon Waters. Listen to this. <laughs> I would also take a lumberjane style comic. I think of- IDW has the. Um- she yeah, can affect. She can go punch she can him. <laughs> yeah. Well, supposedly no. the Ghostbusters comics are relatively good for licensed, like yeah. you know, like some. But anyway, it's but just anyway, like being yeah. able to see being able to see them when they're when they're little. Yeah. Would would be would be really. I cute. can totally well, see how they can set up a series that because they the, the first thing that I thought my first actual thought in this movie was to see the Ghost Core Productions logo come up and go fuck they're gonna make a bajillion Ghostbusters movies because they've been talking about that. I didn't realize there was gonna be a Ghost Core logo at the beginning. Essentially, yeah. like that's the implied implication. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but now well, the, by we... the end of it, I could see that it's like, oh yeah, no, totally. They just have the the girls at some point franchise out. Well, that's what everyone assumed the original thing was going to be too, because yeah. like even like one of the first things Bill Murray says in the first Ghostbusters, like the franchise ri- uh, uh, franchise rights alone will make us rich beyond our wildest dreams, and they never yeah. did anything with yeah. that. And it's funny because all the video games kind of like tend to lean on the fact that sure. like, oh yeah, you're working out of Cleveland, it's a franchise. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, I, mean, I can should... see why they didn't end the movie with that because the whole point of the movie is that they're scrappy underdogs. Yeah, and I would totally get that. But yeah. man, I could totally see them like franchising out to Channing Tatum in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'll be curious like... to see if they actually. I, 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 Fully, you should check out that Ghost from Our Past book just because the first you... two chapters are about them as kids and yeah. how they first met, which is kind of cute. So that's a little bit like what you're talking about. But yeah, the sequel. I would love to see a sequel that is just they end they end the, this movie on the whole Zool reveal. Yeah, which 
I would love the next movie to start out. They find out they go fight Zool. Turns out Zool's like in this universe, like a tiny little puppy dog that they just step on or something like that. <laughs> and then it, they they have their own new villain, no yeah. callbacks. It's yeah. just yeah. its own world. Sure. The fresh start. Let's just make it about these new characters. Yeah, I okay. felt I felt to some let's degree this movie kind of felt like reminded me a lot of Force Awakens in that they felt so the need to like acknowledge and and like say here's this callback here's this reference and i'm curious to see what they do next yeah. when it's like all right we finished that well exactly yeah now we've set up like let's yeah. do what something about, what about sigourney weaver as as holtzman's uh, uh mentor mentor yeah that was cute that was i was waiting to see when sigourney weaver was gonna show up I'm glad yeah. she showed up at least at the very end yeah she showed, yeah, yeah she the safety like, lights are for boys lights are or for, for dudes, dudes. Yeah. yeah for dudes and she gives a high five i hate doing that <laughs> like, but yeah oh. no fucking Holtzman, just even Holtzman, I had a good title that. Holtzman, Holtzman is great. Like yeah. watch, having watched as many times as I have, you know, you get this point where you're like looking and you're like, man, Kate McKinnon is fucking brilliant. Yeah, and she crazy, she crazy, she cra- and it's crazy. also it's also sweet to watch, you know, because I get um, she and Leslie Jones are very good friends, mm-hmm. um, and then Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig are super good friends. And then there's there's links and connections where they where they know each other where like Melissa McCarthy has hosted SNL and she's met these folks. And yeah, because everyone else is a Saturday Night Liver. Yeah, they are, for... and they're, but they're not from the same eras. Yeah, you know, and and so, but it's cute the camaraderie between between the the groups, and so they pair off really well, mm-hmm. and then they and then they work with each other. Really well, well. in a new movie, like they could they could do that exactly, like yeah, yeah. mix up the pairings and things yeah. like that. And it's presumably Kevin's going to be a Ghostbuster because he says he was. Bo- at least maybe he'll help. Out I just a like it's or... like we could shut his phone yeah. off. He won't even notice. Oh, yeah. Um, that was. I, I love the fact that even though the last episode of Boy Howdy was me and Leland, I, I had way more positive things to talk about that was me, but this is the first time I've been negative anyway. that fresh and feeling good about yeah, it. Yeah, because I'd literally seen it like right before we started recording. I'm glad you're so I had a good time. I had a fun, even though like technically, if you were to like pick that movie apart, I have a thousand, but like I, it was still a fun movie. Yeah. I had a good time seeing it. It was, yeah, yeah and, and especially regardless me, my feelings aside, as you two as ladies... As gay ladies, whatever fuck, I'm glad yeah. you guys had a good time and felt represented. That is more important than anything else. My my only real criticism of it is not so much about story or anything else. It I, I felt like um uh the some of the especially the climactic action sequences felt like someone punching above their weight class. Sure, like if trying to do sure. like yeah in terms of well, directing and he's editing. Used, he yeah. doesn't do action well, yeah. stuff. So. so and he from 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 what I've heard he likes action. Sure, he yeah. wants to know how to do sure. it. But yeah, I could totally see that. That's the editing well, of it and the and the shots of it are. And also, well, I said storytelling wise, it gets a little choppy. I think because I'm I don't know how much talking about to- storytelling. I'm just talking about like vis- the visual language. Although the Holtzman fighting at the slow motion thing, that it was cute, but it was so. No, it felt to me like it also felt like this movie is designed for 3D because supposedly everyone says the 3D on this is supposed to be bonkers. Because the non in non 3D, it felt a little like that sequence in particular felt a little visually muddy to me. So you guys have not seen in 3D? No, because they said this is one of the movies where aside from like quality 3D itself is supposed to be pretty good, but they do the thing where it breaks outside the widescreen boundaries. Oh, nice! So it's like really kind of popping out. And they said actually this is one of the rare cases. It would be a good movie to see. Especially it's so ghouly, cartoony. Like yeah, yeah. I can see like the 
rats running out of the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is supposedly when uh, uh, when Patty's slapping Melissa yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, her her necklace comes off this like it's coming outside the boundaries oh, wow. of the screen. Oh wow, that's adorable. So just like little things like that mm. where it's 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 that fight. It's no that really fight goofy. was a lot of fun. Yeah, that whole thing where she's rowing that was mm-hmm. that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. But it made me think. I was like, okay, well, you, the next one maybe it should still be written by Katie Dippold and Paul Feig. But I'm like, maybe you have a director who's good at comedy and connect. Well, everyone's always at first they go, well, if Edgar Wright made a ghost. Well, exactly. But everyone's like, like yeah. Edgar Wright, give it great Ghostbusters. I'll, I'll give it to a lady just to see what happens. Sure. Sure. If we're going to talk True. about lady empowerment yeah. and shit like that. But True. like, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I was like, damn. Give the lady directed Clueless. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like, But man, Edgar Wright. Like, cause you, cause right. you, oh, you, man, you need that, Ghostbusters you need, fucking... you need that cartoonish visual style. Cause I felt yeah. like, well, yeah, it, the, the, like I said, the costuming had it, the set design had it, the art direction had it. I don't know, more time talking about the costuming than anything else. I is. fucking, I, okay, was... you can, you can knock whatever about this movie. I think the casting is impeccable and mm-hmm. the costuming is impeccable. The Kate McKinnon's big goulash boots when oh, they're going they're so in, in the rock concert so And little time. things like a fucking, a Kristen wig when she wears her jumpsuit for the first time fully pointed out that she's wearing galoshes that have, yeah, like, she's wearing she's wearing cute little um and and, and I checked because I was, <laughs> I was like looking I was like looking with thing uh Aww. she's wearing rain boots mm-hmm. that have big daisy pattern yeah. on Oh really? And and she's wearing them from the moment that they that they that she puts that jumpsuit on. Mm-hmm. Those are the first boots she has. Okay. And and so when they're when they're dancing to DMX at the end after yeah. the rock concert, she's still wearing those really super cute galoshes. Oh, that's cute. Like it's that's the sort of thing that that sort of lady would have in her yeah. closet. Yeah. Even as it's kind of like a cartoonish stroke, and I love fucking love it, fucking love it. I couldn't. I what what it was is I started watching. I'm not necessarily a costume noticing person necessarily, mm-hmm. but like when the movie started and she's wearing that Kristen Wiig is wearing that fucking tailored professorial outfit with the really severe pleating yeah. and everything. I'm that, just looking and at that's, this. That's the pattern on that shirt. And the shirt with a little bow detail. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this like, what the fuck is this dialed in shit? Like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is like something like you when you oh. see someone, a really good, like, artist doing costume design like i'm like this looks like it's drawn like with like it's like so on point yeah and i was so impressed by it and then i just couldn't stop noticing it and like the texture of the jumpsuits yeah. it's like such a nice detail yeah. just like fuck it's, it's it's everybody everybody is super super indicative of their character type yeah like every moment you see holtzman both extreme she's, and she honest right like even at the end well, she, has, she has more costume changes than anyone else too she's like she's one really- of the most ridiculous fucking like mm-hmm. that's how the women in my like my uh the uh, fucking high school for the creative and performing arts dressed. Yeah. So that was a real flashback to me. I'm like, oh man, like I had crushes on all girls like this back in fucking high school. Um, yeah. and then and then I love her her and her uh, vest. Yeah. Oh, the vest thing, and she's got the fucking wingtip shoes and yeah. shit. Like she's dressed like fucking Charlie Chaplin or something yeah. like so that. Good. It's fucking. She looks yeah, so it's a good, good look. Yeah, and she's got God the big damn. screw you necklace and, and all yeah. that shit. The same witch. It was God so damn. good. It was fun. Salty oblongs. <sighs> it was just fun. Man, I'm glad you guys had a, had good, a good time. time. And you will again. I got at least one more time. It sounds like. <laughs> what else do you guys have? But to? Uh, yeah, the beach was a lot of fun. I'm glad we went to go see it for the first time at a beach with people who were giggling and like a bunch of retirees and stuff. Um, but yeah, we went to Cannon Beach, uh, which is uh, here in Costa Oregon. Didn't know Cannon Beach has shit ton of feral bunnies. Yeah, Someone... you guys stayed at Cannon Beach. Yeah. yeah. 
We, were you guys we, within Haystack Rock? The Goonies Rock? Yeah, we were I mean, staring yeah. at it every time we oh, were. Really? I have pictures of bunnies by by Hay, uh, Haystack Rock. Oh, but you were staying at a friend's cabin for yeah. whatever. Okay. Yeah, but we were staring. Because I, I want to like some weekend in the near future, I want to go out there and, and crash out there. But yeah. Um. The uh uh all these fucking feral bunnies, uh, and they're very clearly domestic bunnies that were just released mm-hmm. because the colors and the shapes are all like. You oh yeah, fully giving me a photo. Yeah. Uh, but, total Goonies. Yeah. And they're fucking like we the first. They were out there. There were like Aww. sixty to seventy bunnies. Yeah. Well, it was great because we showed up on Friday. There were sixty, mm-hmm. sixty or seventy bunnies in the ten minutes it took us to get from one hundred and one. I'm gonna look at Oregon to... rabbit breeding. So, season. so, and then you drive there, and then um, th- we saw a bunch on Saturday. We saw two on Sunday. Yeah. And then we saw none on Monday. Yep. And it was it, it was great because Andy's like, well, maybe they went to church and then they had to go back to work. <laughs> Aww. No, apparently, apparently someone, because um, they're not wild rabbits because wild rabbits are brown. Mm-hmm. These are huh, orange okay. and black and white. And yeah. like that. I don't know if they're like, bred to be the specific colors. Well, like domesticated rabbits can be colors that wouldn't be successful <laughs> wouldn't exactly in the wild. Yeah. yeah. And so and so that's what these well, the are. White rabbit in the wild it makes sense. Yeah, it's not, not a good idea. Very long. Super dumb idea. Yeah. Unless it's in the snow, and then it's probably fine. But yeah. like, but anywhere else, in Oregon, yeah, yeah it's, that's very not make obvious a lot of sense. bunnies, like yeah. everywhere, Aww. and it was really cute. But apparently, somebody let some domesticated rabbits out. Like you do, like these were an Easter present. That's not a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then rabbits did what rabbits do. Yep. And now they have lots of bunnies. There's so many bunnies. When we went to the grocery store, there was a, there were two teenage girls behind us buying a single carrot. <laughs> And sure enough, as soon as we left, uh, they were behind the grocery store feeding the carrot to a bunny, taking <laughs> yeah. pictures yeah. with it. That's great. It was, yeah. it was, Man, that's it was such a great fucking vacation. It was really fun. Oh, yeah. We uh, Foley and I took the Xbox One because we're idiots. Played some Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Uh, man, that game holds up. How far did you, how much did you play? Um, we only played like a few hours of it. Yeah. But uh, that game holds, because we were mostly on the fucking beat. I hear the editing of that movie is kind of... <laughs> but I was really shocked how much that game holds up, like from a modern, in a modern perspective. It does hold up. It, it There is a moment where well, you're watching John world. Uh, Marston run. Yeah, and it, the real, I forgot how much it looks like he just got something wedged right up there. He got a poop yeah. so bad. Go, 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 go. Um, but, uh, and we also, Foley was very sweet. She, uh, very kind to me. We took Ponyo and, uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Foley watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks for the first mm-hmm. time. You're very I've sweet. never seen the whole thing. I fucking love it. Which one is Bedknobs? That, that's the one that, like, it's, it's, it's the, it's the tapestry, Bayou tapestry at the beginning. Yeah, that's the opening. Mm-hmm. It's and where, um, it's... she's a, they do Portobello Road, they go under What's the her ocean. Face? It's, it's, uh, Murder, She Wrote. Angela yeah. Lansbury. Yeah, Angela Lansbury. It's Angela Lansbury. And Ooh. it takes place in, like, World War II England. Yeah. Yes. And she's protecting Na- England against the Nazis, yep. and she's With a disembodied witch. floating armor. Uh, yeah, It okay. explains so many of my interests and predilections. It, it do. I understand you better now. Um... <laughs> And then we watch Ponyo, and then I understand you even better. <laughs> Have you not seen Ponyo? No, before? I've seen Ponyo. Oh, but, yeah, no, that is a window into Annie's heart. <laughs> but watching watching Ponyo with Annie there at the beach and stuff like that, and just being like, "Oh shit, you are Ponyo." Ham? <laughs> did you did you guys buy ham? No, we did not. Oh, because like, was it like rainy and cloudy at the it beach? Was perfect. It that's was perfect o- because was, that's like what happens in Ponyo. It was all overcast. It drizzled a little bit. Yeah. Our friend kept texting us and apologizing because it was overcast. That was perfect. Because there wasn't a lot of people at the beach, there wasn't too sunny. It didn't rain or anything. Of course, you were right cold. by Haystack Rock, which totally makes it Goonies weather. I'm yeah, just saying. if you were Goonies, so if you were bigger Goonies perfect. fans, you could have been go- goozing about that too. But I'm it was so goozing. perfect. There were yeah. fires 
by the beach and we saw a really yeah. cute gay couple get their wedding photos taken on the beach cute, and yeah. we met some corgis and oh. it, was, it was a really good beach trip corgis on the sand corgis on the sand i can't imagine fully harass some sand moles is that what they're called they're called mole crabs mole crabs there you go yeah are so, they mammals no, they're little crabs. They're little they crabs. are cra- crabs. Okay, they're little crustaceans. Yeah. So, uh, no, we were walking, and I kept noticing the the, the air bubbles. Like you'd, you'd walk in the in the surf and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, I can and the air bubbles something... coming up and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, there are creatures oh, down there. Yeah, there's something. And, living, and, yeah. and Annie's like, what do you what do you do? And I bent over because I was like, I see something right. And then I stuck stuck my fingers into the sand You're and brave. pulled out yeah. and pulled out a the largest that a mole crab gets like a, a, a thing and like it was like oh and then it was like no i don't <laughs> like you this doing? what you doing and it's like little feathery arms and yeah. stuff like that yeah. i just like looking at it like okay i'll put you back down whipped it back into scurry, the ocean scurry, scurry, scurry. and then and then as i was walking i was like huh there's tinier air bubbles uh-huh. and so i like dug and then there would be like more of them but babies yeah, like exactly, little young yeah. ones and and Andy's just like because <laughs> they're making me feel squeamish. However, Especially I was very impressed by you. Go- I know, yeah. yeah. Um, were you like on bare feet too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's even I extra. In, I was in sneaks. You okay. were in sneaks. I was in Excuse sneaks. me. I was barefoot. Man, uh, the few times I've been in Cannon Beach, a fat, I, I, I found out fat guys are not good on wet sand because we <laughs> sink like because yeah. I would sink halfway up to my shins because yeah. the extra weight pushes you into the sand. Yeah. It's like. It's a quicksand. I'm like, ah. It, so, it yeah. was a reminder that I carry all my weight on my heels. Yeah, yeah it's, that's the other thing too. Like, yeah, if you Brr. walk weird on sand, yeah. you're gonna find out because your muscles are gonna get ache real quick. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yep. yeah, you're using your legs in different ways than you usually. Yeah, are. yeah. True. So. so yeah, we had a lovely time at the beach. Bill, tell us about Stranger Things. Uh, have you seen people freaking out about Stranger yes. Things? Sort of. It I'm is... on a Twitter hiatus, so I haven't really. Um, it is a brand new uh Netflix show. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix original. It is. Don't want to say it's great because it is pulpy and schlocky as sure, shit, sure, sure, sure. but it's surprisingly good. Uh, the, everyone's been freaking out about how it is just a hybrid of Stephen King, uh, Steven Spielberg, and uh, uh, John Carpenter. Oh, uh, so everything Bill hates. I know, exactly. <laughs> well, but John Carpenter more just because no, it's got this electronica music chord that's all... But, like, it's, so the basic story is it's this eight-episode series about... These kids who, uh, one of their best friends, they're like 12-year-old kids in like 1982. Uh-huh. Uh, one of their friends ends up going missing. They think there's a monster in the woods taking kids, and so mm-hmm. they're trying to find the monster. Mm-hmm. And it's just eight eight-episode mystery hmm. miniseries. Uh, it's not super violent or anything like that, mm-hmm. even though it's it, not... lo- it looks creepy. It is. It's got great atmosphere, mm-hmm. and there's an, almost nothing original in this show. It is almost nothing but stitched together pieces from 80s schlocky sure. horror B stuff. It's not really even a horror show because it's not like that bloody or graph or anything. Right. Like there, there's like... It's, it's the suspenseful? Worst, the, yeah, it's, yeah, it's more of a suspense thing. Okay. Rather than, like the most blood you see is someone keeps on getting a nosebleed because someone has magic powers and like they have psychic... Whenever they use their, their psychic powers they get a nosebleed. Uh, and that person is played by this super fucking cool ass fucking like 11 year old girl who's just like really... She's easily the best actor in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And it's a good little thing. It, it has your it has your ex-girlfriend in it. Winona Ryder! And she plays a crazy mom. She's the the the, the, mom, the mom of the, of the kid who ends up going missing. missing. So she's yeah. she's and so it's it's the story eventually splits into three different groups of people trying to find this kid or trying to figure out what happened to this kid. Hmm. And it's it's the the yeah. um the one of the guys looking for the kid is also the sheriff in town, and he's like this old kind of like fucked up guy. He looks like an angry beer can. The guy they cast just has this permanent <laughs> scowl on his face. Yeah, okay, I like great. that. I like that. Yeah, I think you 
quite. I'm especially you, Foley, sp- uh-huh. specifically. I'm kind of curious to see what you're. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's eight hours. It's not that long. Watch the first episode. The kids they got are fucking amazing. Yeah, especially one. Yeah, of the, they did look really well cast. There's one the kid who has this uh, like bone disease that is a known thing. So he only has like a couple teeth and he lisps all the time. He has a really weird face, mm-hmm. but he's he's the super great. He's the heart of the the, the show. He's really funny. The kids swear. They act, actually act like real kids. Yeah, it's it's a good little. Mm. Is it, it scratching that it at for itch for you, Bill? Kinda, this kind of preemptively because like a part of the story is kind of like it because it is yeah. about kids fighting monster. And, like the, the for like, a second there, I was like, wow, what did you just? What say? the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that's, what is that sentence? What? Yeah, if you've ever wanted to get like into into Stephen King, Steven Spielberg, because like the Spielberg stuff comes where like they do uh, while they're trying to find their missing friend, they find another kid who is related to the missing kid mystery. Mm-hmm. And that kid is essentially like E.T., but if she were like an 11-year-old girl. Mm-hmm. And it had also had magic powers and shit like that. And mm. It's, it's, and that, yeah, that, that girl's really well cast. And it's just, nice. it's just surprising for sure that it existed two weeks yeah. ago. Who's the creative crew behind it? Uh, the two guys called like the Duff Brothers or something like that. They were undirected almost every episode. <laughs> and I don't know what the hell they did before this, but this is going to be what they're best known for. Because nice. everyone's shitting their biscuits about this. Again, it's not great, <laughs> but it takes Shit. the best elements of a bunch of B-schlocky things, and it's yeah. a good B-schlocky show. The ending's kind of like, it's it's good. It's better than a Stephen King ending. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, well, so, ending a mystery is tricky. That's the thing. And it's okay. God, yeah. I wanted to look up Duff Brothers and instead started looking up Biscuit Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Stranger Things, and, and it definitely, it's it's better if I don't talk about it too much. Sure. Because it is a suspense mystery thing. But yeah. the atmosphere is really good. It's put together really well. Well, mm-hmm. it's just, and of course, me being, I, 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 being an 80s kid. Yeah. Like, of course, all the nostalgia stuff in there is really good, too. But even the nostalgia stuff aside and, and everything, yeah. it's, 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 it's really well put together. Man, I, one of the people I work with was born in 91. <sighs> Gross. You know how that makes me feel? You know there were 16-year-olds born in the aughts. That's all I'm saying. Well, no, what, I think about this sometimes. My, uh, my elementary, my in best friend years, in elementary school. In two years, you might school, have a co-worker born in the aughts. My elementary school uh, 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 bestie, uh, her son can almost drink now. Yeah. And I'm, sometimes I think about that. I'm like, fuck, we old. I know, we, we get old. ancient. Um, so yeah, Stranger Things is just really good. Uh, just even for cute. the soundtrack and shit, the sound yeah. was really... Is is me me gusta. I'm glad. Bill, tell me about Star Trek Beyond. I saw that yesterday. Are you guys gonna go see that? Because I know Amy, I you don't to. care about Star Trek. I enjoy. I like about Star Trek. I like like Star Trek. I enjoy the Star Trek movies. This, I'm gonna. I'm, this a lot of people are gonna get upset. This is the best Star Trek movie since Star Trek Four. Really? Yeah. I've heard a lot of people say it's like a mediocre episode, which makes it a better movie. <laughs> because the Star Trek movies have been kind of terrible. Yeah. So by virtue of being a pretty good Star Trek episode, it is already better than most of the Star. Because Star, Star Trek, Trek is been- another thing that's gotten by, I think, on the charm in the cast. Yeah. 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 And this, well, this movie too, it gets by mostly because of the charm and the. the, the How the, is Idris Elba as an alien? He. It's unfortunate that they picked Idris Elba in Barry's face under makeup yeah, almost the beautiful, entire time. It's super beautiful. Sad. Well, he's got a wonderful voice. Also, he does have a great voice. I mean, he's an opposing villain. Are you, are you just like Chief Bogo? Yeah. There's one part yeah. where he does sound exactly like Chief Bogo, and I wonder if any kids watching this are like, "Why is he Chief Bogo? Why are you trying to kill him? Let it go. Oh, what's my notes on this? 
Um. Well, it's so because it's it doesn't have any aspirations. It's not trying uh, to be the yeah. best Star Trek movie ever. Yeah. It's not trying to out like even its villain. They're yeah. not for once. They're not trying to outdo Khan, which yeah. that's the yardstick yeah, all Star Trek. Good idea. They just have like let's put an interest up in funny makeup, and he can just yeah. get angry a bunch of times. But they're not trying to. Like, it's not like he. Tur- it's not like he turns out he's Kirk's old brother yeah. or he murdered Kirk's father. Yeah. No, he's just a random asshole. They he's find in dude. space and they fight the guy. That's Kirk. Um, he's Kirk's baby. And so by the virtue of the fact that they intentionally go for a lower stakes yeah. makes it a because it is like yeah. it's an episode unfortunately though at the end of the movie they kind of ditch and try to turn into suddenly uh the bad guy does have access to a weapon that could uh, destroy the whole galaxy uh, which up until then the whole conflict uh, the enterprise you, you saw the trailers mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. the enterprise gets fucked up the crew ends yeah. up crash landing on uh, an alien planet where they end up fighting this guy who tries I've, to enslave them i gotta wonder at this point what the enterprise's insurance rates are <laughs> oh, no. Seriously, even in just these three movies alone. Like, do they they have gap insurance? Seriously. They're like, like, we just took this one out. The best. (laughs) Oh, shit. In terms of the action stuff, the best stuff in this movie is when the Enterprise gets attacked, too. It gets fucked up. I mean, it it gets gets fucked up. It gets fucked up. Shit runs through it. But it's nice because, like, yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting to see what happens to these characters when they're stranded all by themselves, Mm -hmm. cut off from any possibility of help, having to fight the native population, which is led by Idris Elba. And, And towards spoilers for Star Trek Beyond, they end up getting off the planet, so does Edger Selba, and suddenly becomes more like, oh, he suddenly, yeah, like I said, he has a weapon that could affect the whole, and that's uh-huh. actually when the movie suddenly gets less interesting, because they try yeah. to up the skates, they're like, oh no, he could the destroy the galaxy. The being specific to Vague. Yeah, it was more interesting less... when they were all just stranded on the planet, it's yeah. more just personal, just everyone just trying to survive and yeah. get away from this bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, it, it again, because they're like this is the first of these Star Trek movies where the first one was all just trying to set up this whole weird universe yeah. where they're rebooting sure. and everything. The second one was just trying to remake Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan for no reason. Yeah. This one is the first time the characters can just stand on their own as the characters. That's nice. yeah. And so you have a lot of great, like, just like Kirk or uh, McCoy and Spock just snarking Aww. at each other because now they have the room because it's yeah. just an episode of the TV show, essentially, yeah. but yeah. remade for the odds with a Aww. whole new cast. Man, and, I like, would totally it's, watch it's, a TV show of this Trek crew. That's what I'm saying. The, you watch mm-hmm. this, I could, like, yeah. If they weren't making a new series already, yeah. you could yeah. t- and if they would love a huge budget cut and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and pay cut. Yeah. It wouldn't be the worst yeah, thing Yeah, they'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 surprisingly not terrible is it, Star is Trek Is it Anton movie. Yelchin's last film? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that's also, that's a, that's a little sad. They kill him off in the movie five times. They make a joke out of it. Like, wink, wink, uh, wink. The wink. Enterprise. No, I can't even make the joke. I was about to make. Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, no, she won't were do you, it now. Were you gonna say that his car that killed him was from Enterprise Rent a Car? No, no, no. But no, they do. It ends with oh man, man these duff, and, these duff. I'm sorry, I'm going back to Stranger Things. These duff guys have done nothing. Like no. they they were like associate screenwriters on things. That's yeah, kind that's of, this kind is of like, impressive actually. Um, yeah, okay, because you're serious. Yeah. What does he... They're already talking about how there's room for, like, more yeah. seasons. And this thing is obviously so popular, they're going to do more Stranger Things, too. But uh, but uh, one of the nice things, too, because originally this movie was going to be made... Uh, Star Trek Beyond, I'm talking mm-hmm, about. It mm-hmm, was going to be mm-hmm. made by one of J.J. Abrams' uh, buddies mm-hmm. who had co-written the first two films because the whole history of this movie is J.J. Abrams got offered Star Wars, and he was like, guys, I love Star Trek, yeah. but fuck you, yeah. I'll go and work on Star Wars. Yeah. And so this so other... So he, he handed it off to his friend Gregory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, uh-huh. his friend Gregory, whose real name is Roberto Orki, I guess, was the big Star Trek fan on, on, the, uh, on the crew of people working on those first-term movies, mm-hmm. and 
he let that get to his head real big. He's like, yeah. remember, remember, he started getting into fights with people online about like, mm-hmm. eh, if you don't like, there's a reason why I'm making the new Star Trek oh, movie boy. and you're not because oh, you're a boy. bunch of peasants and stuff. Wow. And I don't know what happened, but he eventually got fired by Paramount. Oh, good. Right before they started filming. Yeah. And so he was the writer and director and uh-huh. so they needed a new script and so they were like, oh my God, we need a new, new script and I guess uh, fucking Simon Pegg's like, I'd like Star Trek. I've written <laughs> yeah. a couple movies. Maybe I could help. Yeah. And they actually have a great interview online. It's like for Variety or something where he talks about like they pretty much had to write that whole movie in like two months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's... And it's the guy who did um, uh, Lynn. Is That's it... the other it's thing. It's the guy did Fast and the Furious, right? <laughs> this, I love... Okay, so everyone seems to agree that the the, the the best Star Trek movie is Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, mm-hmm. which is put together, which was written and directed by a guy who is most famous for writing Star... Uh, Sherlock Holmes fan fiction. The <laughs> whitest, nerdiest guy possible. Uh-huh. I love, like, one of the other best Star Trek movies is from the guy who made Fast and the Furious, <laughs> of all things. Yeah. And it's directed... I mean, of course, the action's gonna be good and stuff. Yeah. He does this one trick. This is the first time in bazillion years I've gotten nauseous at the movies. Oh, really? He has this one... Tr- uh, this one... Uh, uh, reflex or a shtick he keeps on pulling where he loves to start uh, his establishing shot on a lot of scenes will be like this 360 degree camera spin uh-huh. yeah where like it's almost like the ca- like almost like the camera's on a dowel that's being spun like oh, like, yeah. like, a, like a chicken on a roast yeah mm-hmm. and so like the th- slow 360 and I, after the movie I was like did you guys get sick off of that too and I must have been dehydrated or something because yeah. I play video games and stuff I, yeah. movies like yeah. I don't know don't that's, make me sick or anything like that's that that's a that without without something like without playing without there ha- being a pinpoint in the middle of the screen yeah it really was a little at, and it kept on happening really, enough yeah. yeah even in the end credits there's like some kind of like circle yeah. spinning which I don't even remember that happening in his Fast and the Furious movies but but just, yeah. he, did, he did some weird he did some weird fun camera stuff there's no rock movies. that shows up which made me super that's sick. upsetting Nothing would be better than Idris Elba and The Rock. And oh my god, just making it out. Buddy cop. I can't yeah, believe. Yeah, dog, that'd be killer, actually. I can't believe Waterman drinks, like, booze. We saw the trailer Aquaman? for the Justice Aquaman? League. Aquaman? Waterman. He drinks it like a thing of whiskey and he throws it down. So Waterman, so Waterman um, he's the guy that delivers... Uh, my my water bottles. <laughs> That's right. He refills the container at are the you, are, are Justice your contact League headquarters. Man for Waterman at the, at the I hope so. <laughs> at work. Show up. We're like, hey, uh, we need to stay hydrated. You need to stick with us this time around. Man, have you guys? Uh, you guys have been watching Steven Universe? No, we're way we behind. We're There's way only behind. five. Well, the only five episodes, but you guys can catch up quickly. So yeah, and it's a whole month of the new episodes too. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, le- yesterday's episode wasn't big, but there was a good kind of stuff. There's some kind of yeah, there's the there's a Greg Cole episode that made me all boo boo boo. Aww. Oh, one last thing about Star Trek Beyond. Oh, that's why I was talking about the history of the movie was um, this movie went into production just a couple months after Leonard Nimoy died last year, mm-hmm. and because they had to rewrite the whole movie at the last minute, that let them incorporate like a little tribute to Leonard Nimoy in the movie, Aww. which actually in the movie turns out to be Spock's whole arc in the movie because hmm. man I don't even want to talk about because it it's such a nice little scene yeah we'll, we'll see it but we'll there's a thing it. that happens in the movie and like <sighs> oh, Spock's whole arc is informed by the fact that old Spock is not there anymore hmm. and it's a very and there's all the other I'm so like, glad you oh, enjoyed oh, it Bill oh, yeah. ah! <laughs> okay, this is, okay, this is my time to get all teary-eyed full. Annie, you're obligated by the end of this episode to get a little teary-eyed about what gonna, something. What are you going to... What can I get emotional about? Dragon Age? recently. I did watch the Dragon Age movie. God Wait, damn. that's a movie? Because you was... have it in the notes. I thought it was a comic or something. Dragon Age, Age of the Seeker was uh, a couple of years ago. 2012? Yeah, 2012. Uh, BioWare hooked up with Fanim- Funimation. 
a Japanese animation well, studio, and they made two movies. They that's made... a studio that just announced to bring the new Godzilla to America. I'd never heard about that until... Yeah, that's funny that you bring it up. They did... Uh, Funimation? Mass Effect Paragon Lost, which actually oh, introduced Vega. T- oh, man. And they and you were talking was... about You had seen clips about that, and it looked ass. I never... Oh, I watched... I started to watch the beginning of it. Well, that's what it's you said. Bad. You watched... You were like, oh, no, I gotta I get showed, out of here. I showed up last night after getting back from Ghostbusters. and uh, <laughs> All by yourself. And, no, with my friend. I have friends. <laughs> Um and uh and I came in and I was like what the shit Andy's asleep <laughs> it was really and, oh, and, that good yeah huh? so I was like I was like looking going what I don't it's so I don't, what did you like what then, it? then the no it's on Hulu the okay. instant that I do it was a Mass Effect thing it's like oh this has got to be Mass Effect that's a kitty cat playing <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. One of yeah. The, one of the, oh so yeah, you're like, watching this last night yeah the Mass Effect version yeah. Not the Dragon Age I version. I watched both, Bill. Is the story I'm about to tell t- you about. I got so wound up thinking about Spock. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny because it's the, Vega is the protagonist. He's the character in Mass Effect 3. And they don't know how to draw him super well. So there'll be a scene <laughs> with all these normal-looking anime people. Yeah. Like, all the visual anime tropes. The glasses nerd. The spiky-haired yeah. crazy guy. Yeah. And then they'll cut to Vega. And, and most, he is 90% neck. Yeah, like, well. that's how they... That's and It's so jarring in comparison it's to really like else. a penis with a Face drawn. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, no, I watched Age of the Seeker and it's kind of fascinating because I remember at the time when they announced it, they're like, yeah, it's going to be about Cassandra. And in Dragon Age 2. Cassandra's short haired. Yeah, Blade she's was... in Inquisition. She's also in Dragon Age 2. The the framing device yeah, in Dragon you Age 2 that once, yeah. is that Cassandra, Cassandra, excuse me. Uh, Cassandra is um, interrogating Varric about the what oh, happened. That's right. at yeah, okay, yeah. That's the whole framing device. And then, uh, and and Cassandra, Cassandra went from being my least favorite character to my yeah. favorite character. She's my best friend. So I'm like, I gotta watch this just movie. Just for the romance novels, it's, not even the romance stuff, but the well, yeah. no, she's just genuinely one of my favorite Bioware character. characters because she is. Um, She's just very personally compelling to me because she's such a person of values and still struggling. And, and I like that she is kind of surface butch, but actually a very feminine character. Yeah, like, it's a nice before, line yeah. that I like drawing, though I'm ready for them to have a butch lesbian right now, mm-hmm. by the way, guys. Anyway, um, more butches. Uh, but anyway, uh, the it's weird to watch because it's like this Japanese studio did it and it's riffing off of all these things and they're very clearly told to hit these notes because it ends with Cassandra being made the right hand of the divine and handed the book about the Seekers and the Inquisition that uh-huh. really is the impetus of the whole uh, Dragon Age Inquisition is it, game. Is it, is it about how she becomes the right hand of the divine? Yeah. I mean, so it's about that dragon. Yeah, culture. and yeah. see, so you learn about this vaguely in Inquisition and it honestly kind of makes me kind of even more like emotionally attached to this character because okay, get weepy. The, yeah maybe I will uh, uh, the <laughs> events <laughs> of this basically the plot that happens is not dissimilar from the plot that actually in- starts Dragon Age Inquisition mm-hmm. like it's a totally different MacGuffin and everything mm-hmm. but it is a gathering of uh, peoples across different places where the divine is gathering people to meet and the plan is to kill everyone there to take control which yeah. is the plot that begins Dragon Age Inquisition and that Cassandra managed to stop that plot the first time yeah. and then it happens and she's not even there yeah. like that that would be now like her character makes a little more sense to me even than it Aww. did before but it's also just like just 
weird and bad and hits all these unexpected so notes. So this is actually exploring, exploring territory that had not been seen before. Like, it's not like yeah. an adaptation of any of the comics. But it is vaguely so discussed. Regardless yeah. of the quality side, at least it's filling in some kind of gap in, it in is. the lore that you... Okay, yeah. But it's also funny because it exists in the Dragon Age world and they pull some visuals of Dragon yeah. Age, but it's also all a little off and the way it's all discussed is a little off and so the, well, there's a you know there's a joke in the Dragon Aww. Age books where Varric who is uh, a, prote- a character in the first game or the second game and third Varric's the guy with the mustache Oh, no, he's the dwarf. He's the dwarf. He's the dwarf, okay, yeah. Uh, Varric is a writer, and we know in that he has he's written stories about the people he's been with, yeah. and that he has a series of poor-selling books about Well, that's Evelyn. the thing that I loved her reaction to, Cassandra's reaction to him in those books. Was so but great what's that, so great about this is that you could, uh, if I would make a fan edit of this movie, it would be the exact same movie, except as the credits roll, it opens with written by Varric Tethros, <laughs> because it totally makes sense that he, when she becomes divine, because in my world, because she becomes divine, and that's true and correct, um... <laughs> Uh, that he would totally capitalize on that by yeah, talking exactly, about, yeah. oh, here's the adventures of the young divine. Like, he <laughs> yeah. would totally write that also just because he knows that it would drive her crazy and yes. flatter her. Yeah, that, yeah. And, like, it's so, that is so perfectly in-universe that I'm so delighted by it. I'm so mad that my, my best Dragon Age friend is currently in, incapa- like, busy, and I can't talk to her about it, and it makes me so mad because I just want to talk to Kate Craig about this so oh, yeah. badly. Uh, anyway, is she in uh, San Diego? She's in San Diego. Because I saw her lady. Uh, they'll run around taking photos with. She's at like panels and stuff with yeah. Kate Beaton too. So yeah. I had no idea that Emily yeah. is Emily up for like a special Eisner's? guest. She was nominated for an Eisner. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot to look up the Eisner stuff. I know Kate won Best Humor stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Dragon Age. Anyway, Dragon that's Age. the most important thing. Uh, it's I recommend that uh, Funimation's Dragon Age. It's it's bad. And it's kind of unwatchable. But if you are a big Dragon Age fan, there are grains to be. Is this brand new or did you just like no, catch no, up? No, this, this is like 2012. Okay, I was gonna say this it's, seems like a weird time if it were suddenly new. Well, it's also wait, is cool? that the game came out? No, wait, no, the game came out. This was like it came out like in between Dragon Age two. Oh, okay. It's super cool that they focused the. They made a Dragon Age movie and a Mass Effect movie. They focused the Dragon Age movie on Cassandra, who's legitimately like a pretty great character and that had a lot of room. Are you and gonna the- are you gonna dunk on Vega? <laughs> I'm gonna dunk on Vega. Oh dunk! no. He's he's, he's so Boring. He's not. They didn't do everything they could with him, but I like him. Does he have just, any? He's like he's a, he's a big Latino sack of potatoes. So I love him. He makes uh, huevos rancheros. He he does so good breakfast foods. But yeah, there's nothing to his character other yeah. than he's just kind of big he's, little kid, he's, right? He's a fangirl of shepherds. Is he gay? Yeah. He's no, his bi. buddy in the crew is. He's, oh no, that's he's he. Well, he's he. You can read that he is bi, but he is. Uh, Kind of isn't his crewmate down in the bay like yes. that though? Because they, yeah. they talk about like yeah, and he's he's a flirt. Big is a flirt. That's and what flirts it is. With yeah, him a little bit. But that's but okay. A, so there's no he doesn't have any. any it's not like he's he's like looking for his dead daughter or anything like no, that. No, like, no. His, his whole story is that he he admired Shepard a lot, and uh, and he I, God I can't even remember his arc. I know that's I wanted saying, so yeah. badly to like him. He's kind of a Jacob. Well, character. I disliked him, but oh, he's just where, he's just kind of literally taking the space in the basement of the Normandy. Kind of a waste. No, 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 no. Vega's better than Jacob. Vega's better than Jacob. Which Vegas also makes me so sad. Jacob. <laughs> Jacob's bad. 
Man, but I'm so ready. The only way I like Jacob is when he's being yelled at by Truck Shepherd. (laughs) I'm so ready for another Bioware game. It's coming. And who's going to be my It's Andromeda, right? Yeah, Andromeda is coming out next 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 March. You know what? No Man's Sky is supposedly coming out soon. Just play the Mass Effect music over that and pretend to date people. Now I'll cry. Yeah. Bill, to even joke that No Man's Sky scratches the Mass Effect Did you see Stardew Valley's visual novel is more likely to (laughs) scratch Valley's coming out to Mac this week. Just change all the characters' names that you can date, because supposedly you can date anyone, any kind of combination of stuff. Just they're all just like you know. I kind of want you to play Stardew Valley. I feel like if you could get Fola let would go, break it. She would play it too well because she's so good at resource management. Actually, that's like, a good point. Yeah, you probably would dunk on it. I feel fully. Well, if you, if you could. could you un- can handle the dating stuff. She can handle like the actual lifestyle stuff. If you could unhook the part of your brain that sees it as a waste of time, I think you'd find it very meditative. Mm. It's got nice. The presentation is great in that game. But it's like a farming sort of game where you're and just dating. in this world. You're, you're you can in a, play it together. Yeah. You can farm and date. Yeah. Together. Wartime farm. Wartime farm. <laughs> just tell yourself that, yeah, we'll name all the characters. Up. We'll name one character Ruth. Okay. It'll be it'll be great. Okay. Find, anyway. Find, two, find the two stupidest characters named them Orange and Bailey. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, fucking Dragon Age. Oh, it's so bad, but I'm so, I miss my friends. Speaking of Vega being a well-meaning but kind of vapid does he's not bad. He, he well, just, he's, he's just a smart guy. They just didn't do any character. The character just he, bored me. There are a few characters also, in Mass Effect that just are just wasted. I'm sorry. I'm so mean. I don't like Freddie Prince Jr.'s. Um, oh, I thought he did I a great he was fine. job. I, he shows. I don't up. like him. I don't like him as Vega. I did not like him as Bull. I don't like his voice I acting. I didn't like him as Bull. I found, but I Bull is also in the uncanny valley of things I like. Sure, and because he's a just monster, on the fucking monster, abrasive. I was about to say a monster fuck machine. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's a big brute, and he's just so uncanny valley for me. But he had like a PT in Barnum a good way? pants. So no, when, no. that good, sweet uncanny valley. <laughs> No. That's what I thought you were saying. Like, is there no. a good one? No, 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 it was no. bad. I talked about this theory before where, like, there's the uncanny what? valley of things you what like. What someone's unfortunate fetish is the uncanny valley? But something's, like, so... <laughs> I like... This just looks not quite right. They're like the Jeffrey Dahmer of uncanny valley. Just all they do... The more wronger... No, the they closer... go to Disneyland and all the animatronics just drives them up a wall. Whenever someone tries uh. to make something that is something you love... Yeah. And you are very sensitive okay, yeah. to and tuned to, then you are very tuned to it not quite when, hitting When they the first mark. unveiled uh, Bull, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be Annie's like God, virtual I'm boyfriend. I'm still but so yeah. sad about yeah. Bull. I'm just, I, it's, but it's okay because they made up for me with Krem. Yeah. <laughs> just look at Krem all day. Think but yeah, Krem your guys' review of Vega is my review of Keanu, the first movie by Key and Peele, which is not terrible, but it's you kind of wonder why it's not better. Uh, yeah, JoJo bought it on a whim because well, yeah. he was like, you know, like, hey, we love Key. Have you guys seen a lot of the we, Key we, we love yeah. Key and Peele. Yeah, we, we love, love kittens. Yeah, <laughs> you watch the movie. Yeah. Not, there's, and there's nothing in it that's like abjectly terrible. But you're watching it. And you're about an hour in. And you're like, I've never, I haven't really laughed out loud once in this Aww. movie. It's cute. Yeah. yeah. But it's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, it's a little disjointed Some and just kind of. Things just don't land. Yeah. yeah, that's not terrible. If you, you, you rent it for five bucks, if you want to waste two hours, you can. But it's, there's it's... something about like taking one thing and like the, and then sticking it in another medium and like, why isn't it good? Yeah, it's you, like somebody. Why who's, isn't it singing? And it's, it's like kind of there. Really good at cooking, assuming they can also bake. Yeah, I'm like, I and see again, why it's you not think even terrible, is... but it's just not. Yeah. They, like I laughed more at the gr- the Gremlins two sketch than I did the entirety of of, of Keanu. But mm-hmm. yeah. so it's not terrible. It's got Luis Guzman. I like him. It's got some. It got Method Man. He played gangster and stuff like that. But it's good. But you know, oh, it got moments. It got a hot hot black lady is the thing. Man, you know, we've been watching nothing but Elementary. We have watched so you guys much have been talking elementary. about that. Yeah, dear God, we're now officially on season three of Elementary. Mm-hmm. 
Um, have they got up? I keep on thinking it's the fucking it's Sleepy Hollow. I'm like, did you get to the point not. where they killed off the partner yet? But no. No. They it's killed Lucy off Lou. the partner in, in, uh, in Sleepy Hollow? People got upset Hollow? because she was the Black Watson. They to killed his, her? They killed her off. Well, supposedly she, the actress wanted to leave. Sure. But I guess her twin sister just showed. Like, she's oh, got like God. a black sister. <laughs> so, like, this, wait, yeah. wait. They just announced it this week at Comic Con. Uh, they did um, change the chemistry a little bit in season three, which is kind Literally, of Literally? He's on different drugs? Yes, Bill. No, he. they changed the, the formula a little bit in that there's a gap between season two and season three, and Watson has... Uh, That's Sherlock, Lucy Liu Watson, right? Yeah. 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 Lucy Liu Sherlock Watson. bounces mm-hmm. and goes well, and goes sure. missing for six months. He, he, he leaves because Lucy Liu wants to move out. Yeah, she's basically like, we need to establish some boundaries. And Sherlock's like, you need to establish some boundaries, and leaves without telling anyone. Well, or... That solves her problem, too. At least not around for I mean, it's very in character. friend. I yeah, mean, like, like they were still friends, <laughs> he's, and he still just ditched her. He's not, he's, he's, I, um, I really like Johnny Lee Miller's Sherlock a yeah. lot. It's an interesting and unique riff and I feel I feel like it is the least um, one of the least problematic television shows I've ever seen, Oddly. which is kind of weird. Yeah. They handle they'll just introduce. We've talked about this a little bit. They'll introduce issues and or like things that other shows would like hamfistedly hammer on, mm-hmm. but then they'll move on. Okay. Be it mm-hmm. sexual assault or kink or like what's the kink being stuff? Gay. There's an, there's, there's a just... whole episode that inter- it opens with a guy who's murdered and he's in a vinyl suit and uh, a do- his dom. Found it's not him. like the Law and Order thing where someone coming and make jokes about like yeah. oh I guess he or likes then, he loves vinyl records that that episode that wasn't the point okay yeah. like that is where he's found and then you learn that it's all a red herring and so they just kind of no oh, people nice. have lives okay people yeah. do things and yeah. whatever and they just move on and it's just kind of nice it's like I it's like I feel like I could live in the world of elementary and like be a normal person there which is kind of pleasant you know yeah. but uh, uh how close are you guys to being caught up um, it's not like, the sh- it's not like it's been on that long. Okay, so it's season And we're high, halfway yeah. through, a quarter, a third through season three. Yeah. It's just a fun show. It's very watchable. Watson is such a fun character. Mm-hmm. Sherlock is such a fun character. Their chemistry is so interesting, and their relationship is so healthy and unhealthy in a very believable way that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And There's a turtle good. named Clyde. <laughs> and they, I like I like that they have joint custody of Clyde right now. They have that's joint custody good. of So the I guess Watson and Sid and Sherlock. Probably. I mean, Probably. they are. Oh, from what? Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the this season starts. Uh, Sherlock has been gone for six months, mm-hmm. and Watson starts her own life. She has her own detective agency, and he just fucking bounced. So she's mad at him when he shows up. He's like scratching at her door. He's like, f- she's like, fuck off. She's also not cruel, but she's like, you are we're rarely manipulative, and you hurt me a lot. I was your friend and your partner, and I tried to establish a boundary, and you fucking blew up and left. So um, yeah, it's just interesting. There's just mm-hmm. it's just very human and pleasurable, and just like kind of your old school monster of the week <coughs> mystery. Do they actually have monsters? No, no. Okay. I mean monsters. Yeah, like human monsters. monsters yeah. Like, or like cases of the week stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, but uh, the connective tissue of it is really enjoyable. And, yeah. Oh, uh, that does remind me. I guess the uh, Brian Fuller in mm-hmm. announcing the title of the new Star Trek thing, he did say will be also uh, serialized. It won't be episode, which everyone just assumed. It's it, rather than. He said every episode's, episode's going to be like a chapter in a book. Just, just throwing it out there. Slight format change for Star mm. Trek, which Interesting. was historically pretty serial. Well, yeah. Historically pretty episodic. episodic. Up until yeah. Deep Space Nine, which actually did get serialized. But, it makes sense in here um, in the in the era of binge watching. That oh, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So. 
And they're, <laughs> they're supposed to be start filming by the end of next month, so we're going to start yeah. getting some casting news pretty soon. Mm. See what beautiful lady gets to be the captain of the Discovery. None of y'all care, mm. but I'm going to talk about this just briefly. No. Uh, Lucha Underground what happened? ended last week. I fucking <laughs> love Lucha. Every, every other week I go watch Lucha Underground with a uh, friend of the podcast, Brennan. I Dan. love that you got into Lucha. Well, it's really, it's interesting because it's just really pleasant to watch a show where white faces are the minority. Yeah, that's true. Like, and to see different body types and to see young people and older people. Like, there's a wrestler on that show who's 52 years old. Oh, really? And so, like, you see all these different body types, but they're all in this the peak of physical fitness and everything. And, like, the stories are so fun and dumb and, like, telenovela stuff and the different characters. And it's also kind of weirdly unproblematic that even though they're these female characters and these male characters and all about power and domination, they go out out of their way to avoid like weird sexual overtones a lot of times the one the couple episodes i saw that like when ladies wrestlers show up they didn't like ladies wrestlers weren't victimized or anything weird like that or yeah however i'm pissed off because my two (laughs) no my my uh, my favorite wrestler ivalice got fucking robbed and i'm so mad i want you she Ivelisse was fighting um uh, Taya. Uh, Taya is um vid- uh, British Columbian trash, like from British Columbia, and she's trashy. Like she's got like bleach blonde hair and like red hair, and she wears she's like shitty Latina? bikinis. No, she's she's from BC. Uh, well, she's, she can be she's, Latina and be from Canada. She's this but... big shitty yeah white, white, lady. white trash. Like and and you can say call her white she trash. She is white trash. Yeah, she totally saying. is. Like that's kind of her character. We can be classy. She and Johnny Mundo are total white trash. Johnny and, Mundo and Ivelisse are um. Is a, a, a Puerto Rican, and she's great because what Brennan Chase saying it. This is so true. She's one of the most grounded people. Like she's not fat or thick. She just feels sturdy, kind of the way that Cora felt sturdy. Yeah, exactly. Like she yeah. Feel, they did a good job making her feel connected to the earth and grounded. She's like, thick with two C's rather than a K. Evelise. That's you, the thing I've seen. She online. looks like someone that you could hit, you hit a car and the car would be yeah, tested. exactly. Yeah, like she's just solid and she's so much fun to watch fight. And they just had her get like there's this other character who has it out for her who just like literally swept in and like like used magic to undermine her and defeat her. And I'm like, no, Evelise. And and then and then they fucking let this lady named Black Lotus fight. She's been around. She and uh, she's the um, Dario, the dude who runs the temple. Is her body is, is his bodyguard? Yeah. And this is the first time we've is seen the her temple fight. Where they wrestle? Yeah, like, the that's temple's the, where they yeah, wrestle. Okay, yeah. And uh, this is the first time we've seen her fight. And her fight was fucking great because she sold hits and getting hit so well. Like, she also had this great solidity to her. Yeah. It was fascinating. But her fight was only, like, two minutes long before they got waylaid by someone who's, like, one of the main characters mm-hmm. in the series. And I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck just happened? Like, my dudes! I want to see my lady dudes Aww. thug out! And Is this so building up to, like, a season, like, finale, like, WrestleMania kind of thing? Well, yeah, or? this was, it's, this it's, was the stories. season finale. Oh, okay. okay. So, yeah, they're leading up to the next season. Oh, uh, no. And, uh, How long do you have to wait for the next season? I, I don't know. I think it'll... Uh, presumably... Yeah. Yeah, I do enjoy your Lucha updates. I fucking love Lucha. Prince Puma is one of my favorite characters. I remember I saw some Prince Puma Prince stuff. Prince Puma finally fought Rey Mysterio, his mentor, and it was really good. Did he win? It was a lot of fun. No, he lost. Oh, no, because he he's his mentor. But, you don't go against but the mentor. Rey Mysterio Jr. was like, this is your hometown, because this is like where he's from. And he was like, when when he won, and he was, and they're like, you know, usually the, the victor stays in the ring and the loser leaves. And Rey Mysterio was like, you stay here. This is your hometown. These are your people. And so, and, and Prince Puma was standing there in the crowd cheering for him. <laughs> Who would win in a lucha fight? Between four Ghostbusters. Patty. Patty. You think Patty? You think Patty or you Holtzman? Think Abby? Holtzman would probably brain her way through somehow, but like Holtz, 
<laughs> Abby and Aaron well, are not particularly Aaron, 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 Aaron would get, get knocked out immediately. <laughs> That's actually a good point, yeah. And um, Abby would get knocked out trying to defend Aaron. Really, this is what happened. Uh, Holtzman and Patty would team up and clean up. Begrudgingly, because Patty's freaked out by Holtzman, but like they would still team up yeah, and be like no, a power yeah. couple. She still saves her ass. In she the, still saves yeah, her ass. Like, you're crazy. I mean, friends, but you're and crazy. That's also why she team up with Holtzman. She's like, I'm a crazy ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like that. Yeah. And she'd be like, I know this This, this is going to work. But Patty would win. Patty yeah. would win. You think so? Okay. Yeah, yeah. the power of Patty compels you. <laughs> slap, slap. Because um, Holtzman would probably outthink, like, think, outthink herself okay like, you know. i mean we're gonna go back i like that kevin thinks that he fixed everything when he started everything because he says i went over to the thing i flipped a switch and then everything was getting sucked into yeah. the board that's literally when he woke up yeah he did everything like he he was responsible for all the bad stuff he I doesn't was, see that i was really impressed that chris hemsworth was one of the funniest parts of that movie chris hemsworth was the funniest part of that only movie. because those are fucking funny ladies and he's not even a co- comic and he cleaned up well i wonder how much of that and how much because like I, it's, it was such a fun bimbo. the Mike, Mike hat thing Mike hat Mike hat that is such a Parks and Rex joke though I can't believe that if that wasn't scripted because that is such a Parks and Rec joke oh, and yeah. then the running gag where he thinks you hear with your eyes <laughs> there's a loud sound movie coming so <laughs> which that's so what a lot good. of people well a lot of the part but her guys like that's unrealistic that's the Exactly. Especially it's the movie dumb. where they're catching also, ghosts. That's he unrealistic. Kept, he kept trying to put his hand through the well, aquarium. That, that was actually my favorite. When he like, slaps his hand <laughs> against the glass. And he's like, ow. So and then good. he does it again. Well, and, like, you and get then, to see his promo headshots in the end credits. Just yeah. Like, you're fucking it's just like some gag that because he needs glasses, he can't see. So he keeps walking into things. God. Also, he's living there. I love, I know, yeah, I love like, and that they're okay with that. Like, what the fuck? I just realized I'm sitting there shit talking to Paul Feig while, like, one of our recorders is actually sitting on top of a Freaks and Geeks Blu-ray box set I bought for $100, which is, it's a show created by Paul Feig. I like Paul Feig. There's nothing there like Paul Feig. Yeah. But did you like this better than, because uh, you you did not care much for Bridesmaids. I, so to I mean, be fair, we rented that in a hotel saw, yeah, and you we were saw, like, we saw a television edit of Bridesmaids. It, eh. So maybe that was the best context. I liked it better than you guys. That was right off I remember me. thinking it was pretty I funny. It. Yeah, and Andy it was like, right off me. Yeah. I like Bridesmaids. Yeah. It builds. I would like to see it again. Grounds for divorce. In yeah, a different that's exactly. Recontextualize, get see it And again. also not the fucking TV edit. Yeah. It's like I've only seen Blair Winch once. It was the middle of the afternoon wait, on a wait, tiny wait, wait, stand. Wait. I know, I know that I know this thing, but I like the. F- you just said Blair Winch. <laughs> that's and I was a like, that's a like a bunch of nerds in a basement can't say shit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a different film. <laughs> that's a very different. That's film. the that's, Blair the the Blair Winch. That's the Winch on the front of uh, Newman's car in Jurassic Park yeah. when he falls in the mud there and he go. tries yeah. to winch. I like his that you went the there mud. as opposed to like a medieval or lady, lady whore. <laughs> See, I heard Winch now. Wench. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Wench Blair. Yeah. <laughs> She's I just... heard Wench, the evil captain <laughs> of, uh, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Anyway, uh, um... Did you see that? Hold uh, on. Let me finish okay. my sentence and then we can go on. Well, that's uh, actually part of the Geek News yes, review, so it but, matter. Yes, uh, but I know where you're going. But I saw I saw Blair Witch in the middle of the afternoon on a standard definition TV. We're going to talk more about this later, too. In the middle yeah. of the day. So it's like, I, did I see Blair Witch in the best context? Fuck no. no. That is, yeah. I did Although, not. the best way to see Blair Witch is a week before the actual movie comes out and a yeah. sneak preview before you realize it's fake. And that's when yes, I first saw it. And that's exactly. when like, yeah, that was that. If you're ever going to see it, that's the time. I'm to a see big it. believer in movies work best so, in a so, context. So your your best way to see uh, Blair Witch is time travel. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Luck of the draw. Anyway, should we? Friends, yeah, I was about to say. Let's take a little break, and then we'll come back for the Geek Geek Review. We're back. It's time for the Geek Geek Review. Uh, the first note in our notes, I was just showing to Foley, a friend of the podcast, Maxwell Motley, pointed out the women's Ghostbusters costumes coming out this Halloween are market improvement over the old sexy Ghostbusters costumes of the past. To be fair, I mean, to be did fair. I, did I supply the link with the pictures? You did. Yeah. Spirit, spirit will make anything sexy. I think yeah. if you search spirit costumes, you'll get it's, sexy it's garbage. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, I do, I do. I always think of Calamity is it just, John's is it just sexy like, bee. He's a uh, sexy bees. <laughs> Can yeah. I fuck a bee. <laughs> that would be so painful from behind. I know, right? Yeah, there are some things because the stingers the right there. So yeah. <laughs> You well, not if you've already been stung. Upside down. And if I you get see, stung, folks if, being if in the dead ass would be... want to get stung in the anus. So there we go. It's like a pegging thing. Really? I don't but know. But wouldn't the lady have to get on her hands and knees and, like, reverse kind of, like... It'd be, like, some sort of gross double-ended thing. It'd hmm. be amazing. Anyway. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. Um, Spirit now has non-disgusting Yeah, the new Ghostbusters costumes. costumes are just jumpsuits. With, yeah, it's just actually what you think of ju- Ghostbusters. Just that alone it justifies. Again, that's the thing. Regardless of what you say about the movie from any kind of perspective, the fact that, like, there's actual shit for ladies, like, a normal yeah. Ghostbusters costume. That's good. With, like, I guess extra titty space. They, they probably just let out the, the, the chest out of some old the Ghostbusters costumes they had in stock. Amiibo support for Animal Crossing New Leaf? Yeah, they just announced this finally, uh, which is shame because we don't know anyone who knows who owns any of these Animal know, Crossing. I'm literally, like, I just need to turn a little bit to the right and I can kiss. This is like the, the first week set. in like months where I fully hasn't gotten her hands on my Amiibo and been playing with them uh, while, while we record. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, what happened was Nintendo first uh, uh, like uh, started producing Animal Crossing Amiibo, not for any of the existing uh, Animal Crossing games, but for the new shitty Wii U board game they put out. Yeah, yeah. Like the video game board game. They were trying yeah. to do like a Mario Party, but Animal Crossing themed. Ain't no one bought it. And so as a result, all of the Animal Crossing Amiibos, you can get them for like 50 cents on Amazon right yeah. now. Which is funny because two years ago, yeah. like animal, Amiibo in general were so scarce that like there yeah. was this whole black market for them. Now, yeah. at least with the Animal Crossing Amiibo, they're like fucking dirt cheap. So yeah. in order to kind of like try to like, you know, create a demand for the Amiibos, they finally said, oh, they haven't described exactly what it's going to unlock in the 3DS game. But yeah, it's the most recent Animal Crossing 3DS game. Because it's weirdly enough, they did not come out with a new Animal Crossing for Wii U. That's so strange. You think which the game had it'd be a no-brainer yeah i mean they came out with that shitty board game i just mentioned yeah. no an actual but they are coming out with supposedly their next a uh, mobile game will be animal crossing oh, not that, that has anything to do me. with amiibo that will get me me joshin bahar that's what we said we were like well, pokemon go sounds good but man it gets some fucking good animal crossing shit yeah. like you can communicate with friends and shit like that yeah mm, how you doing how you doing yeah, yeah dog, exactly yeah. I'll do that garbage. we'll see we'll see but yeah so at least there's a reason to own uh, animal crossing amiibo from a game perspective now Aww, you know, so. well that's good uh, not that anyone's playing the three-year-old animal crossing amiibo uh, yeah. 3ds game that often anymore but hollywood's sudden rush to lock down a pokemon movie in the wake of pokemon go has resulted in detective pikachu the movie <laughs> that's I was they thought there would be just a pokemon movie but no legendary pictures the co- company that is making like th- i think they made the godzilla movie they the did. king kong thing that's yeah. coming out they secured the rights to specifically 
Detective Pikachu with I think this is like this never released in the states yep, yep. 3DS yep. or whatever Japanese game where Pikachu is a voiced person now. Yeah, I mean P- Pikachu always said his name before, but he never yeah. had like conversations with people. Right. It, it, it's a game about Detective Pikachu solving crimes in Japan, and now this is the movie cool. that the rights have scooped up for. That's adorable. Trying to cash in on Pokemon. I will Go. say, Legendary Pictures also has the rights to Mass Effect movie, and you can see how far along they've gotten with that. Yeah. Man, there's one like there's a space station in the new uh, Star Trek, which I is actually one of my favorite environments in any science fiction f- uh, picture. Now. Wow, Specifically really? because it does not look like Mass Effect, but it looks it feels more like the Citadel than anything yeah. else I've seen before, even though it's pointedly not trying to be yeah. quite yeah. the Mass Effect thing. Because mm-hmm. like even like in Tomorrowland, the Brad Bird yeah. movie, like they, uh, like, I think they, they, it looked just like yeah. uh, the Citadel, but it looked like a shitty version of the Citadel. Yeah, the Citadel? Citadel. <laughs> Yeah, it's not just like curries and shit like that. But it's... So, speaking of Pokemon Go, let's talk about this briefly. Everyone in my team at work is playing Pokemon Go except for the nerds. Why are they too good like, for it? My my the developer on my team who actually played the actual Pokemon yeah. game, nerds, he's not playing it, and I'm not playing it. But my like my well, you boss, a Pokemon fan though, right? I, I enjoy I mean, Pokemon. But not like okay. you're staunch. Like, you're not, I never played more than like 30 minutes of the games and watched more than a couple episodes of the. TV if you show. ran for president, no one would be able to dig up material about you like you like you gave a speech in like 1997. No. I, Fuck Pokemon! But I, I have know, to tell you, I think it's so cute. I think it's so cute. And Charizard. <laughs> I think socially Squirtle? what it's doing is great. Yeah, but I uh, only know about Squirtle from from uh, Monster Factory. Psyduck, because yeah. that's what uh, Kelly is. Yeah, our friend on Twitter. Kelly her Nelson. icon is is, is neurotic looking Psyduck. But I have to tell you, the cutest thing is that my boss, who's this really nice, really smart lady, and is not has no geeky tendencies in her whatsoever. She's playing the hell out of Pokemon Go. She said, "I'm playing it with my son." Uh-huh. And I'm like, "Uh huh, sure you are." Yeah. She said that, and then two seconds later, she was telling us how she found a Pikachu in her backyard at eleven o'clock at night with her son. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh, sure. <laughs> She's really excited because our workplace is a Pokestop. Uh, Bahar is playing it. Uh-huh. Uh, she says supposedly there's a gym in our backyard. <laughs> I don't know if that's really good or what, but we can charge people. That's adorable. Yeah, that's adorable. Yeah, JoJo's in the middle of doing renovations in the backyard, and I keep on joking that like if he like just makes a back door where he can charge people to come into exactly the, into, to into the gym. gym. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's too cute. Too too cute. It's just uh. really cute to be in a room like all of our development partners are playing it. It's cute to be in a room with all these people who no, I wouldn't expect it to come from their mouths talking about Pokemon. They have to go outside and actually play it too. So yeah. it's not like they can sit there and really do anything constructive within the game just sitting at work right so they yeah. have to, would have to go out and like capture well, maybe that's it not to put too fine a point on it they're all people who are really kind of active to begin with exactly. <laughs> like, was... we're, we're doing a workplace uh steps challenge mm-hmm. and it makes me realize how sedentary i am because i sit on my ass on my job all day i come home and sit on my ass so i have trouble breaking five thousand steps a day and my coworkers, all of whom have kids and like all this shit they average between 10 to twelve thousand steps per day and that's considering they sit on their fucking ass all exactly day yeah job. they're still making room to you know? actually move around God, i yeah. move uh, like twice as much as you do i know and that makes sense but more. you're on your feet yeah, your job is house, yeah. on your feet like you're building shit and and inventorying shit like you're moving around i but so i'm like of course i can't play this game where am i gonna go i've seen a couple people who loudly touted just like two years ago like getting a standing desk and how much it's helped them like develop back problems or like some of the issues now that now they have to sit i'm like <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's a little bit of shout for it, Rob. Well, sitting for a dress is one of those things. Like, no, your body holding any one position for a period of time is bad. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's yeah, like 
Anyway, what games, else? games, games. Pokemon, we, we should no. also notice this first part of the Geek Week news <laughs> review is just the generic stuff that happened. We have a whole San Diego Comic-Con oh my news goodness. bit coming up. Grand today. Admiral Thrawn is coming back to the Star Wars universe by way of Star Wars Rebels. Yes, tell us about this, Annie. So they, Thrawn, they're going to make a Funimation movie. Thrawn was a blue dude, right? That's that's half his character right there. <laughs> He's a blue dude. That's it. That's all Great I got. Admiral Thrawn was first introduced in the like the first major Star Wars expanded universe book. You always look ahead. You're skipping. Oh, what? What? <laughs> it's almost like you don't care about Great Admiral Thrawn. Thrawn. But there's a big news. This is like one of the first bi- biggest pieces out of the old Star Wars expanded universe that is being reincorporated back into the new expanded universe. So now instead Does he of have head things? No, he's just blue. He's just blue. Well, blue dude, this right? is the first time anything was actually really because he's just been a book character. Okay. So this is the first time he's actually being played by somebody. I think he's being played by Mad Mickelson's brother hmm. in the cartoon in the, in the Star Mickelson. Wars Rebels. Sad Mickelson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad. Turns I'm out, sad. Turns out they are Pokemon too. That's what <laughs> sad. So sad. That's, that's just a big thing. Is just like although they flip flopped it because in the original series it was. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn rose to power after the events of Return of the Jedi. Uh, Star Wars Rebels is a prequel, okay. so this is him rising to power seemingly before the events of the original. Okay. He, he's a blue dude. He is a blue dude with red eyes. So the, he's the, super smart. That's his whole character. Folks just draw him looking like Nightcrawler. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, well, because he's got blue, ha- blue, yeah, blue skin and red eyes. Yeah, he's oh not... Oh my god, it's just Nightcrawler oh in a suit. The reason a lot of people goosh over him, too, is because he is the only alien commander in the he's Empire. He's like Christian Bale. I know! Well, yeah, he's described in the book kind of looking like a Christian Bale. Kind of like tall English, but blue. Um, so, but the Empire is racist, but right. that shows that what a good commander he is that an alien could rise to become a Grand Admiral with ah. an Imperial. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that's the only reason he survives the battle at the end of Return of the Jedi because uh, the Empire's still racist. They're like, hey, you're in charge of like the toilets over in the star system while we're having this great big battle where the Emperor dies. Hmm. And of course, the Emperor dies and he comes out and he's like, he's now by default the head of the Empire. And he's like, I'm going to fuck. He almost does fuck up everyone up, but Mm-mm. it's just a. It's great. You're under my throne. Yeah, I've never. <laughs> oh God! These these fucking thrones. Uh, Game else? of Thrones. As we discussed, Game Valley is coming to Mac next week. Yeah, so we will be able to farm all the things and kiss all the people. Yeah, yeah, there's a little pub where you can go there. They have a like a large menu at the pub where you can buy corn dogs and stuff like it's that. It's kind of like an Animal Valley or Animal Crossing and uh fucking what's the harvest moon harvest moon. Yeah, the, oh, they thing. say it combines the best elements of both, where you have mm-hmm. neighbors that you're hanging out and living with that have their own personalities and you quests, and, gifts and, yeah. and gifts and stuff like that, but uh-huh. still, you know, farming and and I think that there's also I why can't what I keep on hearing is that when I played the game, you're actually gifted your farm by I think your grandfather's dying or something like that, so he uh, gives you the will to his farm. Okay, and for I guess he's never cared for his farm because he showed up at the farm, it's all fucked up. You have to like essentially build the farm. I up. mean, to uh-huh. be fair, Grandpa old. But I think <laughs> there's something about how I think you have to beat the game within four end game years because oh, there's seriously? seasons and stuff like that. I'm sure. not quite sure if the game ends or if it keeps on going or huh. You just have to get do certain quests within. You know, several years. You know, because there's seasons and stuff. Like, sure. you know, you have to make sure like your your crops and stuff survive across several years and stuff. My but. only context for Stardew Valley is friends who got really into it, and um, that Justin and Griffin McElroy made a video for Polygon where yeah. Justin is basically asking Griffin to show him how to have fun in this game because <laughs> he couldn't figure it <laughs> it's out. It's all just like crash. Well, especially at the beginning, you're just you're like you you start off at your farm. You have yeah. a yard that's just filled with rocks well, and trees. To so be you're honest, just breaking rocks, and also yeah. you have like you have stamina. 
Yeah. And so you run out of stamina, you have to go to sleep. Yeah. And you'll be like, it's two o'clock in the afternoon, but I'm tired because I just spent all morning smashing rocks. Well, I guess I'll sleep for 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's kind of, yeah, it's a little goofy that way, but. Uh, the design doc for the canceled LucasArts sequel to the Indiana Jones and Fate of Atlantis games leaked. Uh, yeah, this would like have been a lot called... of the A lot of the LucasArts design docs were leaked. Mm-hmm. This was going to be Indiana Jones and the Iron Phoenix, and mm. it was going to be how oh, yeah. uh, the Nazis are trying to recover the Philosopher's Stone. So they could resurrect uh, Hitler. Did you ever play Fate of Atlantis? I bought it. I bought. I played it for like the first twenty minutes. I played it. Not enough just to see what it looked like. <laughs> I played it forever ago, like a like pretty much in the nineties, and I remember really liking it. I love the opening because they have an opening credit crawl, mm-hmm. but it's when Indy is actually in like a, like a storeroom of a of a museum, as I recall. So you're exploring this room in this environment. It's a pretty tutorial yeah. while the credits are rolling, and I remembered I really liked the guy that got to do Indy's voice doing this impression because it doesn't really sound all like that stuff could be voice, but like as long as like the like the the tone is right, like the the personality I is right. It, but it was also, I was also like. 14. But it sounds like this would have been made by the same people. But yeah. uh, there was something because it was going to be so heavily Nazi. Because you know, it's about like it's specifically mm-hmm. the Nazis are trying to resurrect Hitler. Uh, that at the time the mm-hmm. German yeah uh, game playing uh, population was a better source of income than yeah. the, even the United States. That's still true of adventure games. Yeah. Adventure games still exist in Germany. And because at the time, video games were classified as a toy, and you couldn't have toys with Nazi swastikas on them in Germany, they wouldn't uh-huh. be able to sell the game yeah. in Germany. So they're yeah. like, uh, we got to come up with something else. And But th- things happen where they just never got a chance to come up with another idea for the game. So, sure. But like the, the, the design document has a whole game laid out, and yeah. like production, they were... They were right on the cusp of just like starting to make the game, mm-hmm. and they got shut down literally like the last yeah. moment. So, but I remember well. liking Fate of Atlantis a lot. I, I, it's, it's, it's I remember it, had, by a lot of it, it was kind of cute because they had like the whole design of it was that there were three like you could either be smart and talk your way through things, puzzle your way through things, or fight your way through things. Could you mix and match between I those can't three? Remember, I vaguely remember that it was basically that was like the. the It'd be weird if you got locked into a truck it. because you think different puzzles you'd want to like. Play around yeah. a little bit, but yeah. But that's but a that kind of makes sense if you want to be like an action game. guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. And it was, but that was unique for adventure games Aww. because that was, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I want to. I haven't played that game. You can still make someone can make a cool. I have game it on Steam. Steam. Adventure game. That's literally the Boy, first thing so I ever bored. bought on Steam. I'm always so bored. I'm we talk right. about Ghostbusters Adventure Game. <laughs> uh, I actually starting about. I feel like I start resource management thing where you have to like you're starting your own small business. And like, <laughs> yeah, you have to like get, get the, like, the watching packs. the Ghostbusters movie made me think of how much fun a um because uh, I've been I've been wanting to do like a D and D game or a role playing game yeah and um I finally may start one but uh it made me leaving that movie made me think man Ghostbusters would be a brilliant premise for like a, a role playing game a, a role-playing tabletop role playing game there had to have been some back in the day but yeah. like yeah like it's a small business even aside from the busting of the ghost but like yeah managing the containments and your budget. And just like like who you hire and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, could be a lot of fun. Aww. Anyway, uh, introducing the Shaw Brothers universe, an official online hub collecting links for all Shaw Brothers movies, seven hundred and sixty of them Jesus. across Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, etc. Oh, interesting. It's not like a uni- It's like a fan thing. Yeah. So no, it's actually licensed by whoever owns the Shaw Brothers license now. Huh. Uh, but it's, it's a resource where you can find it, it all. Because I guess maybe like they don't have enough money to like bring all that content under one sure. roof. It's just sure. them a hub where you have bios. Of everyone who worked on the like Shaw Brothers movies and stuff. Essentially, Shaw Brothers, for people who don't know, if you 
you've ever seen Kill Bill, yeah. half of Kill Bill is your Shaw Brothers stuff. Even yeah. the movie opens with the Shaw Brothers shield, the SB shield, yeah. and the big opening thing. It's, it's all, it's it's all a bunch of crazy kung that, fu yeah. shit. Yeah, in fact, actually, well, was it Gordon Liu who plays the uh, the guy who teaches? White Lotus. Yeah, the White Lotus. He was one of the head guys in all these movies and stuff like that. But he's a cool resource. Yeah, exactly. I, I looked at the site and it was really like, choose a movie. Okay, we'll tell you if it's on Hulu, on YouTube, like on really this or nice. that. So because it's yeah. hard sometimes. Like I want to watch this movie, like that fucking Dragon Age movie. Mm-hmm. It was I just randomly checked on, was looking on Hulu and found it. Yeah, like because it's so hard nowadays. It's like okay, I have Hulu, I have Netflix, I have Amazon. Where the fuck is this on? Yeah, like I know. I like this because like you know, especially if the rights owners don't have enough money to like put out a box set. Yeah, sure. Or even get the rights to bring it all under one online hub. They just say, hey, at least here's our content. It's scattered all over the web, but we're yeah. going to help make it easier for you to find it. That's yeah. neat. And hopefully nice. you'll spend money on this stuff, so we'll eventually get some some royalties out of it. But hey, yeah. but yeah, it's just a really nice way to manage content. I don't know. Rest in peace, Chili Billy Cardile. Oh, no! So this this broke my heart. Chili Billy Cardile was, uh, he was the weatherman in Pittsburgh's WPXI Channel 11 television station. Okay. The, but he rose to prominence in the 60s and 70s. He had the Chiller Theater. He was one of the cartoon goofy guys who would like host late night scary movies while like dressed like a vampire or whatever yeah. and stuff, like chili billies late night theater he was one of the inspirations for count floyd on SCTV. Hmm. uh it's just and he was also he showed up uh, because he was a pittsburghite and he was friends with george romero he showed he showed up in the first night of the living dead movie his daughter mm. was the star of day of the dead mm. the 1985 second sequel to Donovan. He was just a known Pittsburgh celebrity and also a like little footnote in horror movie history just mm-hmm. because, you know, his association with George Romero stuff. But yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, to tell the truth, I didn't I didn't know he was still alive. Yeah. But he died just like this week. But I was like a little bit he was like Aww. a funny guy because I knew him growing up as a weatherman but it wasn't until I got older that I found yeah. out he had this history sure. of being this goofy guy hosts spooky movies. Yeah. But like it was cool. He was a guy a cool guy. And he was one of the seminal guys to do that too. So Aww. Yeah. Uh, on to the San Diego Comic-Con bullshit for the past few days. The new MSD3K will be coming back via Netflix. Yeah, they announced this. Uh, it's going to be tw- 14 episodes mm-hmm. official. They wasn't quite sure because they, I think they were originally shooting for like 10 episodes, but like stretch goals for the Kickstarter bumped out of the 14. But yeah, it's going to be true. Nice. Like, uh, I'm, I'm assuming uh, there's still maybe DVDs put out by Shout Factory because Shout Factory is the place that put out the current Mystery Science Theater 3000 DVDs and stuff. I wonder, uh, even more than the new show, hopefully this means old episodes may be coming back to Netflix hmm. because their license ran out and so all the oh. episodes that had been on there up until like maybe six months ago had left Netflix. So hopefully maybe old episodes will come back too. Hmm. But that seems like the most obvious place to have the new Mystery Science Theater 3000 would just yeah. be like, yeah, Netflix thing. So hmm. yeah, good on them. I'm glad to see that, you know, uh, whatever they do uh, will be easily seen by lots and lots of Absolutely. people. Brian Fuller released a teaser trailer for Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Did we already talk about that? We watched that before we started recording. I can't remember if we talked about it on air. Yeah. Foley, oh, we did Foley loves bit. the ship design. I think the ship it's, design is slightly I silly. I think it's interesting. I wonder if it has something to do. Because, like, you know, the... Um, the the thing that happens with different countries and their and their technology and yeah. stuff like that and then and then adopting some of that technology for certain reasons so like it yeah, does cross cultural like cross cultural yeah, yeah. contamination it's also stealing designs from yeah, yeah that's things too, that yeah. work so I'm just like it does kind of harken back to old Klingon and, vessels if yeah. it takes place 
post the original series, but pre-Next Generation. Maybe there's some sort of Klingon tech used well, in this ship. Like, Brian Fuller's tech was always like, he wanted to do a series that took like, like a thousand years after the old Star Trek, so you essentially wow. reboot the universe, but like you could mix and match all these races. God knows what the hell's happened yeah. a thousand years in the future. Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, the ship is called Discovery, the show is called Discovery, and uh, they totally, everything from the teaser trailer is, is taken from old Ralph, because Ralph McQuarrie, the guy who designed so much of the Star Wars stuff, uh, when they were first trying to do a Star Trek uh, motion picture back in the 70s after Star Wars came out, they were like, well, let's get the guy who designed Star Wars to design our new Star Trek movie. Uh, he was only around for a couple days. Oh, really? Before there was like a like, switch over and like the head of Paramount and so they got different crews. And it turns out they didn't use any of his stuff for the final film because obviously that new Enterprise they designed for the movies looks... But he designed, essentially, it's the Enterprise of the saucer section with a big triangle body with two little engines on the side, which yeah. is exactly what yeah. was in that teaser trailer. But like even his, the couple sketches in like the three days he was hired for Star Trek motion picture, what showed the Enterprise coming out of an asteroid base, just like in this, this whole teaser oh. taken wholesale from like three drawings he did for three... <laughs> over the course of a weekend back in like 1977 mm-hmm. uh, but yeah no it's, it's, it doesn't look bad the, the only, actually the quality of the CGI is not that's the other thing everyone's complaining about because it's kind of like it looks like a fan film in terms of the quality of the CGI sure. if yeah, you really sit yeah. down and look at it like um, but it's not there. whatever they haven't even started making the show yet I just, this is just obviously just the teaser they yeah, picked up for Comic Con who just cares a ship well, you know, a year like, after the yeah. show comes out, no one's going to remember this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we'll see what happens when they start announcing the cast and stuff. Ev- next. Because they're supposed to start filming in Toronto next month. So hmm. Everyone will remember. Who do we want to be captain? I still want Andre Brower from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That'd be great. Maybe he can do two shows at once. Man, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I want it to be a lady. I want it to be an older lady. Could it be 709? Sue Perkins. <laughs> They won't give her Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Sue Perkins. I'd actually want her to be the 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 ship's doctor. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> would it just be those two guys, two ladies from? Oh, oh, this is the other news. I forgot to write down. Great British Bake Off not coming back <gasps> soon. What? It's a, it's normally Great British Bake Off. A couple of guests comes back at the beginning of August every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year because the Olympics is coming up back the first oh, week of September. Gosh. I just want to shock you. <laughs> I was googling yesterday and there was like, oh, it's coming back later. And I'm like, wait, how much later? I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be delayed. A yeah. Month okay, that makes that. sense. So, um, who would I want to be the captain? Older lady. Jillian Andrews. I mean, it's Brian Fuller. That's the other thing I remember. Brian Fuller's got connections. I mean, and they just announced that uh, Jillian Andrews is going to be playing Marilyn Monroe in the American God show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jillian Anderson. I would want it to be some brassy, hothead, older lady. Mm. I don't know. Like an angry Helen Mirren would be what I'd want. Just write in an angry Helen. That's okay. That's, that's <laughs> acceptable. Answer is anything else. Uh, let's see. Becky Cloonan designed a Castlevania vinyl soundtrack for Mondo. Becky Cloonan you guys do like, right? Yeah. yeah. You have a tattoo of Becky Cloonan? I do. Okay, that's... I just well, I don't have a tattoo... Worst. Of Becky, <laughs> that would be very different. That would creep her out. Yeah. I have I've a got, tattoo of some of her work. I've got a photo, a blurry photo I stole of Kate Beaton at a Comic Con once, like tattooed on my right, right hip. Yeah, and she's like barely, go. like you can see like half of her face, and the rest of her turns into like a jet blur. Uh-huh. But I like her so much, I still put that tattoo. Go. But yeah, so she just designed. Uh, uh, Mondo put out a vinyl soundtrack of the first Castlevania game. This is a big thing they're doing. It's like eight bit chip tunes hmm. on vinyl. But she did the the artwork for that. That's that adorable. Cool. It was pretty color. New DuckTales revealed art director is the same guy who art directed Gravity Falls. Yeah, just a little It's thing. cute, and there's a girl. Yeah, that's the big thing. Well, wasn't there a girl? Was there a I think girl? they had a girl cousin. Was no it a longer Dicktails. That's right. Dicktails. 
Okay, so, I feel like an idiot. I saw this art. I didn't notice that it's the outline of Scrooge McDuck. Wait, uh, I didn't notice until I was putting in the show notes. I saw it like a couple days ago when it first Seriously, broke. Seriously, yeah. you too? I did, well, I saw it. I was looking at it on my phone and it was like, I saw also, it in bits as I was scrolling down. I didn't see it all at once. Also, uh, Donald Duck is uh, an MRA because he's glaring at Webby, the girl, like like he's going to punch her in that thing. Also, why is Donald around? Why isn't he? Donald is in. Aren't these Donald's kids? They're his nephews. They're every because aren't they also yeah, Scrooge's? Yeah. What's Donald's, Donald's relationship to Scrooge? Donald was in the comics, but what in the in the original Ducktales? Especially if they bring Donald back now. Well, because the the, the 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 show was based loosely on Carl Burks, yeah, Duck, duck like Duck comics that were all about Scrooge, and I think Donald was involved. Presumably, too. Uncle Scrooge would have started off as Donald's uncle, right? Yeah. yeah. And so technically, he would be. We're thinking too much about the genealogy it looks of DuckTales. But yeah, whatever. It looks cute. Like a little, like a little quacky uh, cartoon design. It looks designs. cute. What else? It looks really cute. I'd watch that. Gravity Falls creator Al Hirsch unleashed one last puzzle to decipher via Twitter, leading to a worldwide treasure hunt for a life-size Bill Cipher statue. So th- I guess at the last... Uh, I, I've, I've still not finished Gravity Falls because I'm still saving. I, I've seen two and a half seasons. Yeah. Or a season and a half of the two seasons of Gravity Falls yeah. out there. So I'm still sa- keeping the last episodes for a rainy day. But I guess the very last episode ends with, like, at the very end credits, there's a quick, like, three-frame shot of a blurry Bill Cipher, the villain of Gravity Falls, statue somewhere, like, out hanging out in the woods. Turns out that is a real statue that Alex Hirsch, on his own dime, had con- had, had, had had built and hidden somewhere in the world. Hmm. And this week he uh, put out a, despite the fact Gravity Falls ended, like, six months ago, mm-hmm. he put out a new clue saying, hey, guys, if anyone wants to find that uh, Bill Cipher statue, he just put out some kind of clue on his Twitter feed, which has led to this people finding different clues, like, real-world clues of stuff, like, scattered all throughout the world wow and so it's, it's it's a treasure hunt for everyone like every time someone discovers a new clue it's like some kind of like you know like like i think they found like somewhere in asia like a wooden placard that had another clue that had to be suffered that led to this thing over here and so that's adorable and whoever, whoever wins all they're gonna get is a life-size bill cypher statue well yeah. which is cool but it's not like they're gonna win money or anything yeah. like that but it's just kind of a cool thing and he even came out and said this is not affiliated with disney uh-huh. this is something i did on my own dime my own free time i just yeah. wanted to have something fun with fans so yeah he seems like a neat dude like his relationship with with his show and the fandom around his show yeah of course everyone's assuming the bill cypher statue must be hidden somewhere in oregon because Alex yeah. Hirsch actually has been out here a couple times. Yeah. So everyone's kind of, hmm. So maybe it's just... Bill, it's right in, it's in the basement of your Pokegem. Uh, <laughs> you know what? It'll probably be accidentally found by Pokemon Go hunters. <laughs> and it'll ruin the whole goddamn <laughs> thing. What so. the fuck is this? This is the, the weirdest Pokemon I've ever seen. Yeah, what the fuck? Season two of Netflix Voltron is coming by the end of the year. Yeah, more Netflix stuff just because I like that Voltron, mm-hmm. the first season of that Voltron thing. Uh friend of the podcast not friend of the podcast she didn't even know we exist Leah Wethington loves that Voltron mm-hmm. she gets on posting all this Voltron porn it's great because there's a lot because it's a bunch of guys so there's like a bunch of like porn mm-hmm. of like the guys just I'm fucking sure. each other so sweetly in their lines sure. so but yeah there's that's and uh, it's especially interesting because the first season just ended but the new season's gonna be uh, yeah that's like, the, like it's less than six months after the first one interesting ended, so Dark Horse got the Overwatch license uh just I don't I think this is new news that they're are they doing something not unlike the Team Fortress thing where they're just collecting the art and the comics? I think that's what they first did, but I think they announced that that they're going to do an Art of Overwatch book that's going to come out next summer. A friend of the podcast, Conley, who is a friend of the podcast, she's been on the show. She's been a huge. She works at Dark Horse, and she's mm-hmm. been a big proponent of Dark Horse going after licenses like this. She is a huge, huge, huge Overwatch fan. Man, she has. She has already prestiged in that game. She has gone over a hundred levels. I've played a lot of that game. I'm only like level sixty five. 
She like already went over 100, so she got a little star next to her game. I want to get Overwatch. into Overwatch, but I hate multiplayer games so much. So many you people should... I love and admire love it so much. You get together in a gang too. Like I've been playing with Jimmy and Conley, yeah. and like we'll play like the team limit is six people. We'll have to roll, roll, roll around with six people, and I'll do it. Like I'll play with them like once a week. It is good fucking. And they just brought out the new characters with all the. Oh, man, I'm really excited. Sniper healer is such a cool idea for yeah. character class, and to have her be an older lady with that raspy voice, and she's and the have mom as well. Yeah, yeah. Well. We need more moms and games. You guys want to cool borrow my copy of uh, Overwatch for a day or two? I kind of want to. You want I kind to? Of want to try. I almost bought it, but then I realized there was no couch co-op. Are you guys with friends and Jimmy Conley online? No, hate those guys. Okay. Well, no, on yes. Facebook. I mean, on, on PlayStation. Yeah, of but course go fucking borrow it, yeah. You know what? I should let you borrow it, and then I'll buy a digital copy because I keep on having to switch discs. <laughs> I want to play it with Foley, though, and I don't want to buy another fucking television. You guys playing couch Another couch. fucking PlayStation. That's what Jimmy and Conley did. fine. We just buy that 4K TV that's slightly curved at 60 We saw a 4K inches. TV at a fucking grocery store the other day. It was nice. Was it slightly curved that actually look okay? Because no, there was, yeah, this, it was amazing. It Amazon cool. had their big Amazon Prime date, and that was one of their big feature things, amazing. was that like a TV like that was, may have even been the same model. It was amazing. Was it good? It was pretty cool, but I kept looking at Foley going, we don't have anything that's 4K. I've never, I've never been impressed. I'll just put it on the screensaver Mode Supposedly, the PlayStation is supposed to be 4K. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's the thing. Games. You wait. You know what? You wait until the new PlayStation comes out. You buy a new 4K PlayStation. Then you guys can get like Overwatch will be cheap. You can buy two copies of Overwatch. Well, you but I'd also have to get her another a, a PlayStation Plus membership. That's the thing. It's not just a new TV. Do you guys don't have a PlayStation TV, Plus. We do, but can we play the same? Uh, be online oh, two true. consoles on the same. Are account? you guys gonna buy Headlander this week? No. I love Damn I love Double Fine. I don't like I Metroidvania games. Recorded. I'm gonna send this to fucking Tim Schaefer as a ringtone. Guess what? I didn't buy Trenched either. <laughs> Excuse me. Iron is this actually, it's being published by Double Fine, but not developed uh, by it's it's developed by Double Guy and be, Double Fine is being published by Adult Swim Games. Oh, I that's like a weird Lee mix. Petty and uh, he he's is, the, did he do trenched? This was his uh, uh he may have been trenched. I know because he it's, did it's uh, the, No, the, he did he did stacking. That, that's the other stacking. Thing, yeah. stacking stacking was, was pretty fun. But I don't like Metroidvania games. I've I've I, I've not actually even seen any footage of. It actually looks really cute, and it looks like I just watched the tr- release trailer this week. Yeah. Cause I did notice for PlayStation Plus subscribers, it's twenty percent off right now. Like yeah, for like pre-order. I think today, like yeah, you have to order I by may, the end of the day. I don't know. I made it's fifteen bucks, sixteen dollars. Right I think your pre-order. But uh, one thing I did like in the trailer is that it seems like you can customize your head. Oh really? Because like the head, I head I keep seeing was this dude with sideburns. Yeah. But a couple of shots, I'm like, no, that's a lady. And then a couple of shots, it's like an older black dude with a beard. Can it be a dog. Who knows? Well, though, know. swapping heads would be funny to be like a person with a dog well, it doesn't head. seem like you swap heads. It just seems like you could choose your character's head really? but at the start of the game. was how I read that. Mm. Not that you swap heads. Because the whole point is that you are the last head of the last oh. human in... There's a new Blair Witch movie incoming. <laughs> Tell me about it, Annie, because I know you ran a Blair Witch fan site from nineteen ninety eight. Here's what I know. Here's what I have gleaned from not being on Twitter and just seeing shit on Twitter. Blair Wunsch. There was Blair Wunsch. Tell me about the dog. There, uh, there was a movie called The Woods that was being developed and coming out. You it was know directed, about as much as I do, yeah. Directed by the dude who did your next. What's your next? Your next is one of my favorite horror movies. Really? It's about I'll tell a, yeah, now I'm curious about that. Bill, you actually should watch your next. You totally have a crush on the lady. Oh, yeah? It is about this she woman. She a lesbian? No. No. She's but, I a... Mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know she's, that that's... I know. I get that's it, That's your type. But um, she's a woman who's on with her boyfriend who's out to meet the, his parents for the first time. Yeah. In this cabin in the I woods. I Kate McKinnon was gay. And it's all about this... 
Of course she is. Um, you, how can you leave that movie and not be convinced she's very good? Well, no. Before on? the movie came out, I read that was, that was fully, fully after the second movie. She was like, fully was like, second time we saw it, like, what do you think? I'm like, Kate McKinnon's very good with strap on. She's like, I can see her dancing really good with the strap on. Like, have very fun skilled. with that whipping around. I, I, strap I, on very clearly. That was. Lord. I have no question in my mind. Um, Kate, and you're next. You should see because so it's this whole rich assholes in the woods, and she's not. She's not from money. Um, she she feels kind of like she's like these are these rich people in the woods like I don't get it. Did we watch this together? Possibly. Doesn't um, it, it turn out like someone gets their head cut off with like piano wire? Yeah. Yeah. We watched this it's together. It's a fun home invasion. The bad guys all have animal masks. They've been painted white. You we did watch. You guys were like it's a I dumb think, fun I think home might, invasion movie. I think you made you guys. It's that guy. Yeah, it's that huh. guy. Okay, because mm-hmm. that was not necessarily a terrible movie. No. I mean, it was it was a silly home invasion horror movie, but I Because I remember it was the classism kind of thing. Yeah. That, 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 that's the thing I remember more. And oh, okay. uh, what I liked about it is that the, there's this one, it, it, they kind of take the thing of like, oh, this woman who's in this extreme situation, she has to survive. But the whole thing is that she's like the child of preppers. So she's actually competent as I hell. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. She was cute. She was cute. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, it's that. that's all I know. We must have talked about this at length on Boy Howdy. The Woods. Probably. You're next director turned out to be a it was revealed this week that it's actually a Blair Witch sequel and it's coming out like next week isn't it no September oh, oh September. no they, they did screen it actually at Comic Con though ah. uh, but it's kind of like the same thing with Cloverfield we're like well here's a movie that we like well I guess in this case it was a known movie but the, yeah. but like Blair Witch or uh, Cloverfield they came out and said Oh, we didn't even announce this movie, but it's coming out like in a month. Yeah. There's a sequel to Cloverfield. Now he's a yeah. sequel to Blair Witch. So. Yeah. Very curious because the trailer looks like it's almost like a remake of Blair Witch because it's people. So the story is it's the uh, younger brother of one of the, of the lady who was part of the group in the first Blair Witch 17 years ago. So it meant like even uh, this guy's somehow like 20 years younger than her sister who went missing which that's a weird family I don't know what the hell's going on there but he's looking for his sister ah. and so he goes out there and and like even there's a thing where it's like he's apologizing to the camera like there's a lot yeah. of things where like they get attacked by and even the ad ends with like every goddamn millennial horror movie I hate to use the word millennial but like there's I, like millennial horror films seems because it seems like people in modern day horror movies are more millennial than even actual millennials because yeah. they're all like I like my phone oh my, that means how I'm gonna die because I get eaten by my phone yeah. whatever it ends with someone being like Pokemon Go <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah they're anyway, anyway. Blair right. Witch Blair Witch The Woods it's just a bunch of people playing Pokemon Go <laughs> what well, this new trailer it's just it's like it's like Blair Witch where it's found footage but everyone seems to be having like HD widescreen motion picture cameras this time because it's not Which, like shaky I will cam. say in the year 2016 is not unreasonable not entirely unreasonable I'm getting yeah. a new phone at the end of the month it shoots 4K I'm like Jesus Christ why do I want 4K video on my phone but it's gonna be an option well you know what if you ever get Dude, like you need 4K video because you need to take really high res things of Bailey that, that actually no joke I was looking at these phones that I can buy. My phone plan is opening when up to these phones. Anal warts, and you wanted to send photos to your online doctor, which that's the only way we're ever going to be accessible. I to think taking in the pictures future. of cats. You want is the highest than, resolution than anal warts? I'm just, just saying. High res, jo- glossy JPEGs, Bailey's eyes. Oh, Rebecca Christ. Sugar is queer. Also, Aubrey Plaza and Diaz. So I heard that Aubrey or that Rebecca Sugar came out as bisexual in the Steven Universe yeah. panel. Good. Aubrey Plaza She's and She's waving Diaz. a gun too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Also, Audrey Plaza, Aubrey Plaza, and Diaz. So yeah, I guess there was a bisexual week 
this week, I guess. Okay. And so Aubrey Plaza, Plaza came out. There was an interview where she was like, well, chicks are into me. Well, somebody asked her about how she felt about having so many female friends mm-hmm. and female friends who were like lusting after her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's cool. I'm into girls too. And so everyone's like, oh my God, she's mm-hmm. bisexual. She's basically that she, she's not gay. She's bisexual. Yeah. And fucking uh, Stephanie Beatrice, who plays really? Diaz, came out, at, which I think she was tweeting at Aubrey Plaza. And that's yeah. how she it's essentially came out to her Aww. fan and was like, yeah, you too. Good on you. And so then everyone's like, mm. I'll, I'll have phone sex with Stephanie Beatrice. <laughs> I have a real voice, though. Yeah. She sounds like yeah. me. I would have her do her She's Diaz not, voice. I heard her Diaz voice is fake. It's like, hey, no, I know her I'm actual Diaz. voice. It's really funny because you're like, holy shit. Yeah, she's a bubbly lady. She can do both. One thing, her character gets you a man who could do both. <laughs> that's not what she can do. But yeah, of course, the big joke is that's Rebecca adorable. Sugar is. Qu- oh my god, you blew my brains off. Yeah, but yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised she actually came out as bisexual rather than. I would have assumed she was uh, actual gay, but anyway. Actual gay. No, but you know, not to say <sighs> this, I know. I was, you know what? I don't, I think I talked about this in the podcast where I had. Well, but there was gay and bisexual, during but you pride, know what I mean. During Pride Week, um, uh, that one of my, my work was celebrating Pride Week, and one of my coworkers, I was in a room with my boss and two other women who asked me because they suddenly realized they were in a room with a gay. Mm-hmm. They were like, what does queer mean? Because we, the sign said, you know, it was L, or no, they asked, what does a Q mean? Yeah. And L, B, G, T, Q. Yeah, it was more catchy. Yeah. And she was really sweet because she was like, oh, that has to be really nice if your whole point is that you feel uncomfortable with established definitions to have something that is very welcoming and yeah. encompassing that means everything. Because, like, gay, there are some people who are lesbians who aren't gay, you know? Because yeah, exactly, like, gay yeah. is male. And le- it's like all these wor- terms are so restrictive. Like, Well, you get really granular with sexual well, definitions. And, and also, and people tend can be really aggressive. One of the reasons why bisexual awareness is kind of important to me beyond the fact that I identify is bi is that bi like even within the queer community bi people aren't treated as real no sometimes. bi people get kicked in the teeth both sides. that's why I even hate to say they're not real gay but you know and what, sometimes but, I feel like when I identify as bi there's a part of me where I'm like who gives a fuck I'm married to a woman like I love my wife like it, it doesn't matter what who's I identify with well, functionally, really it's nice not. Lady. It doesn't really matter too much because it's. But, but it's also. But like, still, it's important to hang. If that's what you know, what you are, it's yeah. important to hang on to that identity and say, "Hey, state the truth." And yeah, stand in the truth. Who's your wife? This is a really nice lady named Foley. Hamilton, oh, you'll God. meet her one day. And oh, then, okay. of course, <laughs> of course, a lot of the articles trying to like lend support to like this bisexual week thing that just happened. Would, of course, would be articles of like, like one of the pictures I saw. Our article header was like. A guy and a girl like on the bench and they're holding hands with their other hand like the girls hold hands with another girl with equating bisexuality with like not being able like with promiscuity no, or not that's not the same or... thing which... yeah it's not it's but it's also like when you're in an step you commit a relationship one way or another bisexuality becomes invisible well that well, that's what if we were just saying about your identity exactly yeah you know where technically like... it doesn't really matter but it does it, it, yeah it's yeah it's interesting. Monkey pants. Um, also, that's why, why our friend of the podcast, Erica, she gets shit. Well, she still gets well, she, shit. That's on. why she mostly identifies as queer because it's less yeah. loaded. Well, to and be she's queer. actually gotten attacked by a shitload of straight uh, gay ladies mm-hmm. who were upset by the fact that she she claims to be bisexual despite being married, married to a guy. Dude. So yeah, it's it's, it's it's an easy thing. It gets messy real fast. It's an easy thing to feel alienated either way. Yeah. Like I, f- I can see why being a gay person. You'd feel alienated by people who have the, who come into an equation with a little bit of straight privilege, yeah. just by definition of they're half straight. Well, that's why a lot of those people, really yeah. primitive terms. Arf. 
And uh, it's it's half, half straight. I, My glass is half straight. <laughs> just, I just went just let, I, like what you like. See, that's also the other thing. Sometimes I feel annoyed saying but I'm bisexual because I feel like bisexual is a really limited. Really, I'm like I'm like more ace than anything else. But it's like I'm a I'm in like kind of what's it means when you're when you can be turned on by different things, but you wouldn't actually get. St- chase after that stuff is that a thing too because i can imagine that being thing it's called tired yeah <laughs> lazy too tired it's called, it's called, i got a boner but i can't really, be bothered it's called, to get up it's called i work a full-time job in a corporate environment i'm sleepy for yeah. a long long time i thought i was asexual because i felt feelings i felt desire but i didn't actually feel attracted to anyone i met i felt like a broken freak mm-hmm. for a long time and until I realized, no, I'm probably just demisexual. And well, it's, like, demi- it's like, it means you're not necessarily attracted. It, it, you can be, it can mean you like feel, you need to feel a romantic attraction first before you feel a physical attraction. And that it's hard for well, you to Well, what the cartoon idealized version of sexual attraction is then. It's, point, but yeah. it's, it's more, it's like you're, I don't no, know. No, but I can it, see that if you're more hardwired, you're not living up to an hysteric. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, part of the reason why I feel the need to be so vocal about people i'm attracted to is that i'm not attracted to any people yeah. like period so it's like you know the people i have crushes on are a f- small group for a long time i tried to make myself have feelings for people because i felt like i it, i'm too fucking old to not have been attracted to anybody <laughs> that's crazy so i need yeah. to feel something for someone or else i'm just going to be a weird 35 year old virgin and never having met anyone that i made now any you're a weird 35 year old married lady yep yeah. that's it that's why i'm I didn't- sorry I like I'm I'm on Team Foley, dude. No, I'm into this jam. I got no. myself into. I'm on the Foley train. Aww. I cut my hand building Lego. Foley has the first Lego related injury in our family. Can you believe that? How'd you cut yourself building Lego? She has a big old nasty cut on her uh, on the it's meat just... of her thumb. Yeah. Was it from a plate? A plate it was from a plate. You? It was from a plate. I was trying to take something apart. I bought the other <sighs> Ghostbusters car. I almost I... pulled the trigger on this. So I got to pay rent this month, but I would have pulled the trigger on that. Yeah. We so... talked about picking up one one up for you from the Lego store, but uh, it occurred to me, I'm like, I don't know, Bill probably doesn't actually like the Ghostbusters movie, and I don't no, know. No, just for the Holtzman. Mm-hmm. No, the Holtzman is just like, you know what? I was, I was surprised you didn't buy one hair. just to get the patty hair. Holtzman's patty got hair is hair? not. Yeah, she does. It's neither of them are Benton appropriate. No. Well, no, I figured the patty stuff wasn't because there's no black people in Benton. There, I just got a Finn hair this week. I'm actually really excited. A Finn hair? Yeah, because Finn. What's Finn's, Finn's hair? Finn's hair is Oh, I've unique. got actually. Because uh, I came. The, the Star Wars Force, the Force Awakens came with a Finn. Oh, I actually, I actually own that. Oh, do you? Yeah. I just got one on... I finally found one to work link. Buy Lego The Force Awakens and you get one. Ah. Well, anyway, I finally got a Finn here and I'm really excited because it is like that natural hair that Lego hasn't had represented before. Uh-huh. So it's exciting. I'm like, hey, I can have... I, I, can, I think I know who's going to have it. It's going to be good. So anyway, uh, fucking Lego. Fully got the first fucking Lego related injury. Yeah. Finally on Geek Week interview, the tree from Fr- Shaw Shank done got blown over by a windstorm this week. True was survived by its wife and 153 children. Yeah, you guys have seen Shawshank? Mm-hmm. Fully seen because I was fully smile. She needs to know what I'm talking about. Is that the tree from the ends? Yeah, from mm-hmm. the, the, oh, they, yeah, they made, he, he hides his fucking lunchbox That's, full of shit. It's yeah, kind of sad actually. Yeah, yeah. They, they said it got actually got fucked up. It got struck by lightning five yeah. years ago. Oh wow! And so they're trying to figure out what to do with it because part of it died. Yeah, and yeah. then it just got blown over. Which I'm thinking that the owners just kind of pushed it over because they're like. <laughs> We want to tear this thing down, but no one's going to let us, so we're just like, next time it blows wind at least a little bit of heart, we're just going to knock it over. Just, say, like if oh it, no, the wind did it. From a from a lightning strike 
from a lightning strike and then like if all the root system dies exactly. then, yeah. then blowing over would be super super fucking easy yeah, there's especially, nothing like, especially depending yeah. upon the type of tree that it was it's stuck in there for 20 years after being fa- a famous tree the world's Aww, most famous Stephen King related tree man yeah. Shawshank's such a good movie it is a good movie it is it's a, it, good, it's a good it's a good um it's a good short story too yeah like that's um that's my favorite um collection of i think it's called four seasons yeah that's um, where they my made movies collection. out of everything and that's where stand by me comes from yeah. that's where at pupil comes from yeah, yeah it's so. my it's my favorite collection of stephen king yeah. um, stories stephen king did good yeah when he's not doing horror he does good stuff that's, yeah. that's kind of the nice like again some of the influence in stranger things not necessarily the horror stuff but some of the mm-hmm. character like actually the town stuff because so much of the stranger things is it's about that indiana town that mm-hmm. the story takes place in the guy mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the most studious, uh, stephen kingy parts is that all these other characters have intricate, like, little, like, I don't know. It's, it's... I'm very curious. I, I think you guys should check it out because I'm very curious to see what Foley's reaction to Stranger Things will be. Hmm. You'll have as way more input about this. As soon as we're done with Elementary, we'll need something else to watch. We'll move on to Stranger Things. Yeah. It's good. It's on that. Netflix. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah. So, friends, this was the Boy Hattie podcast. Thank you for listening to us talk about some garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be back next week to po- talk about some detritus. Well, anything uh, else to talk about? We're not talking about Wonder Woman trailer or anything like that. You guys didn't see anything else coming out of San Diego that struck your fancy? Because these are just my notes, but nothing. No. We watched a bunch of trailers before the episode. Before and you tried to end, but... and you tried to end, and you're like. No, I just I just want to make sure. This is Bill's favorite thing. He won't let me have a tight end. Oh, you should. You and um, Daniel should get together because it's already the party. He's. Fu- <laughs> I've learned to go. Because he's yelled at me. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I didn't really see anything. Okay, I just want to make sure. I. I'm. I. I enjoy. Uh. Uh. I've been kind of laughing about the Guy Ritchie King Arthur movie just because Guy Ritchie's King Arthur is such a hilarious thing. Yeah. Um. It's such yeah. a well, hilarious phrase to I say. Mean, that's what exactly. What you think it would be, yeah. Uh. But I do like Guy Ritchie as, uh, as a director just because he makes kinetic. Zack Snyder's Little Women film movies. <laughs> Um, Guy Ritchie's Little Women would actually be amazing. And well, that's watch one of the saddest things about oh watching Stranger God. Things is got Obanor Ryder in yeah. it. By any, if she if she's the right age right now, they should be making the sequel Joe's Boys. They should make that a direct sequel because you could have that cave. Bill, oh, Bill, if someone were to make a tacky spinoff of Little Women, I would stab the shit out of it. <laughs> I was about to say, what Guy would be Ritchie's the least Little objectionable? Women. Oh, no, that's no, no, no. That my first about, letter to Guy about Ritchie. Joe in New York uh, busting oh, ghosts? Some kind of steam steampunk bullshit yeah oh that'd be great I, I, see, that's my thing I'm like what would be the most fun because she's so dumb, religious because the thing about the Sherlock Holmes she was worried about whether or not they're going to hell it's a terrible Sherlock Holmes movie but it's a fun movie that every all okay. the characters had fun with if you're gonna do a dumb weird little women riff what would it be oh god if I, if I were in charge yeah Oh, if you had man. to do some sort of dumb pop actually, pleasing... Actually, Ghostbusters. Yeah! yeah just because just of our conversation today. That would yeah. Be actually, that might be a fan art I need to draw. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the, the Marx sisters busted ghosts. Actually, oh, what? what's I, the one that I dies? I Claire Hummel. What's the one that dies? Oh, yeah. She's a ghost. She's Fuck their slimer. My so-called life. Yeah, she's yeah. the slimer of the And group. she chases Jared Leto's new Joker around. Maybe that's why they get into ghosts, is because she dies. <laughs> They're trying to communicate with her Joe after the death. Joe becomes obsessed with the idea of communicating oh, with her in the afterlife. God. And they become... And Marnie, Marnie, the mom, is kind of like the scrawny weaver in the new one. She shows up and says... "She Because says, it's a Civil War era thing, you had the big climactic thing be at Gettysburg. And it's only a few years oh, afterwards man. and all the ghosts of all the soldiers that died so there. So are they murdering ghosts in that movie? Because they do from what, Ghost Ghostbusters? Wood Chipper. Okay, I, <laughs> one of the things that 
I fucking loved about Ghostbusters is that they don't actually bust many ghosts. No, they bust one and they let it go. The, whole, the whole premise <laughs> is that they're new and they're excited about everything and they're still coming to terms with their technology. So they're just delighted to A, find ghosts and B, find that their tools work. Yeah, I know. That's exactly. why I'm delighted by the idea of the next one when they're competent and more established. They spend way more time testing their equipment than actually I love it. No, but yeah. I love it because they're just assholes who don't know what they're doing but and they're digging around. What chip like, what? Is that ghost okay? Also, exactly like, how do you kill a ghost? Well, like, that's what happens? Step up to bat and do what you're gonna do. I feel bad for because, like, these are innocent ghosts that they're just murdering. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, anyway yeah. okay, Ghostbusters Little Women Bill. There you go. Um, that seems so odd. You can do it right. I need to. I need to commission Claire Humble to do that. Though. She <laughs> could do true. it so better than I could. Yeah. Um, but no, the only thing we saw that yeah was the the Guy Ritchie King Arthur, and it makes me so mad that he's he, they didn't give him a fucking Robin Hood because mm-hmm. you could take that exact same well, tone. This is popular enough. They'll give him like any more English legends he wants to do. No, because he's been banned. I know Robin Hood's not going to show up subjects. in this thing. That movie looks goofy enough. Yeah. Robin Hood could be Who like. It's, he's gonna, but I'm just that's sad be the that stinger. we're getting like a dumb gritty Robin Hood origins movie. Rather no. than go- no. Guy Ritchie's Robin Hood, because if you're gonna give that fucker anything, Who's give him a heist. One? It's not even a director I know of. It's gonna have Taron Edgerton, in, which I'm excited about, because oh, okay. he could be a good Robin Hood. But just have Guy Ritchie direct it, because it would basically be the Kingsman meets the fucking uh, Robin Hood thing. You guys have seen Kingsman, right? Yes, we did. We it's talked about it on this podcast. It's, it's we talked about it. She's the new stuff. And did you see that the only reason they chose uh, Chris Pine to be in that Wonder Woman movie is because the lady director came out and said that was the only guy that they interviewed who didn't seem to be. Uh, feel emasculated by the fact that he'd have to be bossed around by a lady for that whole movie. Oh, yeah, I think I did read or that. Or something like that, Which yeah. I think is more power which to Chris Pine. Yeah, Chris, yeah, Chris Pine's such, such a self-effacing goofball. He's just kind of go- game and yeah, goes Yeah, more power to him. That, yeah. That's fucking fantastic. I, would, I will go see that Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Because, here's the thing, it's about a the vaguely... The poster's a little unfortunate because her face isn't dark, but her tits are like... Oh, it's cool. Bill, it's I... fucking... Her outfit is fucking problematic and stupid. <laughs> she um, got wedges, though. Not uh, heels. Yeah, the, fully um, pointed out. I will go see that movie because the whole idea of like this Grecian superhero woman, a man in World War One. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, I can't, I can't World say World no to that shit. Yeah. Anyway, okay, you were ending this podcast. <laughs> God help me. Bye. <laughs> Boy Howdy Gunshot. dot org at Boy Howdy Podcast is on Actually, Twitter. Actually, cut right there. Bye. <laughs> like, no end music. Just <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>